0: can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you'd like at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website, at freetalklive.com where we will give you the features completely free once again that's freetalklive.com and joining you tonight it's ian and wayne and mark and of course uh, we will take your phone calls about anything that is the point of the program and it has been a a busy media day uh here in Keene, new hampshire which as i have uh, suggested before is the uh, kind of the liberty media capital of the world and i Maybe I could be proven wrong on that claim, but I don't think so. I mean, we've got uh, television being produced here. We've got radio being produced here. We've, uh, we've got, of course, blogs as well. And uh, our very own Meg McLean, actually, today was interviewed by a TV station out of uh, Boston. Because as you may recall, uh, meg first of all, Meg is our co-host on Tuesday nights. And as you may recall, back in, I think it was November of last year, Meg made national headlines, international headlines, actually. And in point of fact, I think she rose to the number two Google search at one point for you know several hours on the Internet, which is a big deal. The average person... Probably will never be number two uh, on Google. And so Meg made this huge splash in the media. She got all these interviews around what was going on with the TSA and their ever more invasive uh, security procedures. So you remember we talked a few days ago or maybe yesterday, I don't remember what it was, about the, the baby, the woman with the baby at, at the uh, the airport. and I think it was Kansas City. Did we talk about it on air? I think we mentioned it uh, on the air. And if we didn't, well here we are now. Uh, so there was this lady that uh, was being searched. Yeah, I'm sure we talked about this on the air, but this lady was being searched by the TSA. She holds her baby out like an offering almost, mm-hmm. you know, to, uh, to a god. And these two TSA agents are inspecting the baby and you can't see the, the babies behind but they seem to be kind of doing something to its diaper or something like that. It's hard to it's hard to discern from the photo. But nonetheless, this uh, photo made the rounds It hit LouRockwell.com. Yeah, this and- lady could have shoved that diaper full of
1: C four, you don't know.
0: Well, apparently the woman in question, uh, from what I hear, is uh, this is hearsay, but from uh, from what I hear, she is very supportive of the TSA. She's more than happy uh, to hand her baby over to them and to allow them to touch her baby in whatever way they they touched it, and to just kind of just give it all, give up whatever it is that, that they want to her uh, to them. So. Remember the story, uh, I think it was
1: it was a few months ago, maybe six months ago, about the uh, TSA agents that took the child away from the mother, away from yeah. where she could even see while they were shaking her down. They shook the child down away from her. That was scary.
0: Yeah, that was a, a scary story. So uh, I guess Meg was contacted regarding this story, which is kind of funny because... She's an, an expert. expert. Well, right. <laughs> mm. but she's gone through that experience before, so it's, it's logical that they would c- contact her to get her opinion. She has, and I th- just think it's neat that that one splash that she made it's kind of there's still some ripples coming from it in that now meg is like a go-to person for the the media she's she's become a talking head on the uh, the point you know she's an she's expert a TSA pundit yeah, yeah. on the, on the TSA which i think is just fantastic so she was here at the studio today uh, doing a, a i guess a live i don't know if it was a live shot or pre-recorded or whatever but she says it may air later on tonight in boston and if we if we get our hands on it we'll certainly post it over at freekeen.com you'll be able to see it there and then of course our friends Pete Nademo from Liberty on Tour dot uh, com actually were featured again from here in Keene on the adam versus the man television program on rt uh, which is a nightly show we had adam on the show a few weeks ago to talk about that so it's just it's just great man all kinds of uh, media action happening up here uh, in new hampshire and of course you're going to see more talk about new hampshire a free state project was published in slate i think it was today or yesterday slate.com a fairly popular the ron paul thing is getting uh, free state project mentioned all over the place yeah exactly so uh so the coattails of Ron Paul are again going to be good for this particular movement. Uh we do have people who made the move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, which for those that don't know is a, a movement of liberty-minded people all focusing their efforts on the same place. Because truth be told, the liberty movement is really few and far between. It's spread out. It's thin. Uh, There's not a whole lot of people in any given area that are of a liberty mindset or are willing to actually do something uh, about it. So the idea is to to concentrate those those people. And that's why the three of us are here tonight. We all moved here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. So uh, the Free State Project is going to get more uh, publicity. And we already have people who are here in New Hampshire who will tell you that the reason they're here is because they found the Free State Project due to the Ron Paul campaign back in 2008. Yeah, a lot of them. When Mm -hmm. Ron Paul arguably will probably make a a greater splash this year because he's going to be able to build on top of his name recognition that he created for himself back in 2008. There was also a video site back
2: in the the 2007-2008 campaign, I think it was called Ron Paul TV, Mm -hmm. and they used
0: to feature Free Talk Live on there. Do you remember that? Yeah, uh, the, I think so. Yeah, I think they took a, like an hour of the show or something like yeah. that. Which, you know, hey, that's cool. You know, it's it's kind of a double-edged sword. In
1: 2008, uh, many liberty-oriented people who didn't want to pick up and move uh, to New Hampshire, because it's not the easiest thing to do. For many people, it would be a huge sacrifice to pick up and move. I, I can't say it was easy for me in my life, um, you know, in the selling of a couple I lost a bunch of money. Yeah, same here. And, uh, you know, we we moved at basically the housing bubble. Wasn't mm-hmm. a great time to move. Um, you got to buy new houses. Those houses continue to go down. Yep. So, uh, you know, <clears throat> it's not the easiest thing to do. But many people looked at the Ron Paul campaign, saw that he got 8% or something like that in the, the primary and said, look, the Free State Project's a failure. Mm. I, you know, this isn't the Ron Paul Project. People That's didn't true. pick up and move for Ron Paul. Maybe he'll get... Some uh, bump. Maybe Gary Johnson will. Maybe those those two will v- split the
0: liberty vote. I have no idea. Well, plus 2008. I mean, that's f- almost four years ago. You're talking about I mean, it, the campaign would have been in 07. Right. Mm-hmm. So yes. been a, of, a lot of campaigning in 07, maybe a little bit more in, in 08 as well. Uh, but you're also talking about the very beginnings of this movement. The Free State Project has not even completed yet as far as the original concept of having 20,000 people saying they're going to move to New Hampshire. Of those 20,000, several hundred have moved, and that's as of now in 2011. What were the numbers in you know January of 2008? I bet you, because I remember when, when we moved, Mark, I think we were like 420. And, you were
1: 420, I was 421, right?
0: Yeah, and 420 was, again, the, that number includes people that were already living here. So at that time, I think that number was probably about 250 people that were already here in New Hampshire. So really, there were only about 200 movers at the, the point at which we moved, which is in 2006. There couldn't have been more than maybe 400 uh, by the time the Ron Paul campaign was, was rolling around. So, well, I mean, you're talking about a... A minor amount of people, and then, as you said, it's not the Ron Paul uh, project. A many, lot of people that move people, here aren't politically active. Right. They're, they're who... civil disobedience or whatever. And they some don't. And
2: some don't officially sign up on the Free State Project website. You know, there's a lot of libertarians who don't want to be counted. That that are that are like cats. They don't want to be herded.
0: Plus, didn't Ron Paul actually do the best in New Hampshire of all of the the primaries? Uh,
1: yeah. Comp- until there was, I think it was caucuses, not the caucuses, not the, the primaries. Caucuses. Yeah. There was a primary much later. I think it might have been Montana or something. Yeah. It was much later. I think it was after McCain was mm-hmm. actually declared the winner or something like that, um, that he did slightly better, uh, maybe nine mm-hmm. or 10 percent or something. But there
2: was also some major shenanigans going on with some of the primaries. Look at uh, Nevada. What happened in Nevada when they shut down the meeting because it looked oh, yeah, like Ron Paul right. was going to win. And then I think Louisiana, one of those uh, states down south, also had a something screwy go on like that, too.
0: So lots of exciting uh, reasons to pay attention again to the Free State Project. And you'll see that happen, too, where people will say, oh, yeah, I heard about the Free State Project and just blew it off. And then it came back around and I saw it somewhere else. You know, popped up on the on my radar elsewhere, and then I noticed it again, and that's when I really started to look at it because the first time you hear it, it's easy. To, it's anytime that you hear something sure. for the first time, it's easy to just blow it off, pick but, up and move your life for something you just heard about. Yeah, eh, you know, not not that many people do it, but you know, but now there's proof of concept behind the it. The as people well. that
1: that don't want to move, though, that uh, you know, that really don't want to move, they're going to look for reasons uh, to. They'll either say to themselves, look, I just can't do it, which is fine. I think that's fine. Or they'll look for reasons to say it doesn't work. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's kind of just a very human way to react, but not very mature.
2: Well, there's a lot of people who are also totally disgusted and probably much more so today than three or four years ago, because a lot of these states like Illinois and California and others are going broke. They're raising their taxes. They're cutting services. And and. The jobs are going away, and it's a big mess. And I think this is a really ripe time to get people to move where they
0: can have real freedom in their lifetime. Toll free number here tonight 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Big news out of a fairly big church regarding uh, gay people in America. We'll explain that here in a moment at 800 259 9231. Also, major civil disobedience success story to report as well. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in, toll free, bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free. So enjoy those on us. Once again freetalklive.com. dot com. Features including news updates get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, just go to news.freetalklive.com dot com to get on those lists. You can follow us in whatever ways work best for you. Emailed updates you can get those or Twitter or Facebook, whatever is your preference Or all of them, if you'd like. Go to news.freetalklive.com to get on board there. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by SACL CAI. SACL CAI is a company that handles collections, early
1: out billing. They purchase charged off receivables if you uh, have a company and are interested in somebody handling your accounts receivable for you. It can be really awful work. You got into whatever business you got into because that's what you enjoy doing. Not the business end of it. Sakel cai they can handle those things for you they'll handle them with respect you can see their banner at freetalklive.com it's top on the right hand side of the page
0: so uh 800-259-9231 coming up uh, some civil disobedience success uh, we've been kind of been talking about the free state project they are a major you know long time sponsor of this program and of course we were fans of the free state project from before right. they're a sponsor of this program because we're uh, we're both we were both signers yeah. i mean
1: we, we went after
0: them absolutely and by the way we'll tell you about the porcupine freedom festival which is coming up here as well but first we'll go to the phones your phone calls about whatever you want let's talk to alexander listening in pennsylvania you're on free talk live with the wayne and mark hello alexander oh
4: how you doing hey what's
0: on your mind um, tonight?
4: uh my, what's on my mind is uh the chemtrails?
0: i'm sorry what, what are those
4: the uh, where uh airplanes come out playing aluminum oxide up the uh and what? Oh, I'm evidence... sorry, I didn't
1: understand what you said. How do you know it's aluminum
0: oxide? Because
4: uh, I tested the soil; the pH level was uh,
0: low. You tested the regions. soil. Is that what you said? You're, it sounds like you're you know you're a little close on your phone. Maybe back away just a maybe like an inch from your phone. Uh, we might be able to better hear you. Uh, is it good now? It's all right now. You said you tested the soil. Is that right?
4: Yes.
0: Yeah, that's not really um, you know anything that is conclusive, wouldn't you say?
4: Yeah, but, it's like, in the skies, it'd be long lines, big trail, big trail, it must be like a white coating on the skies,
0: on the blue skies. i tell you what, here's what you might want to do, is go to uh, contrailscience.com, and there's some interesting information there that'll explain why it is that some contrails last longer than others. I think that's what a lot of people are seeing when they, uh, you know, want to express this belief that there are people that are poisoning them from the skies, although not all of them believe that... Uh, that they're poison uh, some of them believe it's for mind control or something like that where did you hear about this where did you hear about this documentary okay it so is, and where did you find out about that documentary
4: well i had i had a documentary i brought
2: it up for
0: i that, ah, ah, that figure. actually you know who you know who did that documentary g edward griffin is that right yeah Okay. Well, apparently he knows a lot about money, but not so much about science. I thank you for the call tonight, Alexander. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Not that I'm a scientist or anything like that, but I did read the explanation uh, for why it is that uh, some contrails last longer than others, and it's it makes sense. So, if you want, I can try to summarize it here. It's very, you know, kind of basic. Uh, it, it's essentially, the way the water vapor behaves at uh, different uh, levels of—was um, it the pressure mark that uh, that goes on up there? It's well, it's the, it's the temperature, the humidity, correct?
1: Yeah, it's the amount of uh, humidity that's in the air and the temperature, which because um, those particles are little ice
0: particles. Yeah, exactly. So some water, of them stay uh, right. Some of them stay as ice for uh, longer than others. And it all depends on various different uh, factors, uh, you know everything from uh, again the 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 altitude and the the wind conditions that are up there, and also the humidity uh, that is up there and the the temperatures as well so there are a bunch of different factors in play and there are a lot of kind of paranoid uh, conspiracy theories that that surround this as well, and we can kind of you know we can needle those also, like the idea that you know why would somebody want to spray poison? Or mind control chemicals on their own family, for instance, because you know, the idea is that they're spraying this everywhere. I mean, certainly there are horrible people out there that would do things like that.
1: Well, some people believe uh, that they're spraying it for the purpose of uh, containing global warming or something like that, to to you know control the world. But it may have very well have bad, bad effects. I don't, you know, I
0: mean, people have lots of different theories as to why this is going on. And whenever I see the chemtrails things, I'm always reminded. Like people will sometimes they'll post online about how they've seen. Trails in the sky, and they call them chemtrails, even though they have no evidence whatsoever that they are in any way, shape, or form. Right. A are there chemical? no
1: contrails anymore? I mean, did contrails stop in the mid
2: seventies? Well, yeah, I've have seen contrails myself, and I'm not prepared to poo-poo it either way. But I must say that I, I've seen contrails, and I've and two times in my life when I was down south. I saw what, what they seem to describe as kind of a grid pattern in the sky, which is more than just one plane going across the sky. That's, it was actually a kind of a grid back and forth that's o- the most over a metropolitan part. area. That's yeah. the most
1: disturbing part. I agree. That it's weird that the, you'll see this just really what looks like little checkerboard patterns above a particular... A city, usually. A metropolitan are area. Yeah. Heavy plane traffic. I'm just I mean. saying that's the most disturbing yeah, part. Yeah,
2: it is. And not only that, but but you know, th- there's also a lot of speculation because if it is being done for whatever reason, and it's... Top secret. They're not acknowledging it. That makes people's imaginations go wild as to why they're doing it. So yeah. Yeah, we nobody really knows. But I find that a little freaky. That when I've seen the the pattern, the grid pattern over over a city, and usually
0: it, once you get outside, I never thought yeah. anything of it. Yeah just planes flying and if you've got a city then obviously there are more planes flying there so <laughs> what's the big deal you know it's really a mindset that, uh, is, that I find disturbing it's the mindset of the conspiracy theorists surrounding the realm of uh, paranoia around their health and that is that well there's always somebody out to get them it's either the government poisoning the water or it's uh, black the, helicopters the, broadcasting
1: the, to their brains or it's right or it's the, <laughs> the
0: chemtrails poisoning their minds or it's you know like you say the black helicopter or it's the corporations poisoning their food or Or it's the lizard people or whatever the explanation is. There's just it's like there's always something out there lurking, trying to get to them. And it is a mindset that I have no interest in uh, in propagating whatsoever. And yes, I will acknowledge, sure, there have been examples where the government has acknowledged that it has done things. Mark, you and I lived in Florida for a long time, and they sprayed what they called malathion down mm-hmm. there. And let me tell you, when they were spraying malathion, it was very, very obvious what they were doing. Like, <laughs> you would not have been able to uh, make a mistake. Like, there was no chance that you'd be confused that this was a a cloud or something like that. It was clearly raining down upon things. and They did it at night. They told you to wash your car in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, and not to be outside while they did it, yeah. isn't that right? But
2: because they were open, more open about it, people knew what it was, and, and people's imaginations didn't go as wild.
1: Indeed, but, but they were that still pissed, mean, as they should have been. The yeah. fact that they aren't open about chemtrails doesn't mean that there are chemtrails. Do you understand? I mean, like sure. that, that is not a that is not a sequitur. Um, it, it could mean that there are no chemtrails. I think I think it's it's interesting, Wayne. You showed a picture one time of a very strangely modified airplane mm. that I have no idea what this airplane was doing. But I doubt that there's a bunch of those airplanes in service, and it had a bunch of vats in it and tubes and things. It was scary. Um, But – You'd have to have that level, you know, that many vats in an airplane in order to spray stuff out over hundreds, if not thousands of miles that these airplanes are doing. You couldn't just do it with a regular passenger jet. And there are a lot of regular passenger jets flying around, and they're leaving contrails.
0: 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll. Freeline, you can take control of the airwaves bring up whatever you want. That is if you can get your gas mask on and actually dial the phone with those big gloves. <laughs> One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can take control here. This is Free Talk the Live.
3: The Ruger LC Nine Compact.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll free and bring up whatever you'd like at 800 259 9231, the SACL CAI toll free line. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there completely free. Listening options included. We've got broadband and dial-up streams, so you can listen around the clock to the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Learn about our 97 great radio stations that carry the show throughout the country at different times throughout the week. Uh, Learn about our satellite listening options, including XM Satellite Radio, as well as our free-to-air channel, and webcam plus listen lines that allow you to dial in from any phone that can call long distance and listen to the show that way. Go to listen.freetalklive.com to get those details. Once again, that's listen.freetalklive.com. Our number here again, 800 259 So I mentioned a civil disobedience uh, success story, and it's, it's actually not that new, I, I suppose, because it's been done so many times now. But just as an example of how awesome it is to be around other liberty-minded people uh, up here in New Hampshire, we were talking a lot about the Free State Project. The people that move here to New Hampshire are not people that are going to hide out in mommy's basement waiting for the world to end. These are people who... Regardless of whatever their belief systems are, the one thing that unites them is that they love the idea of liberty and they're willing to do something about it. They're atheists working side by side with Christians, with Muslims, with, you know, you name it, all kinds of different people. Uh, Getting together because they understand that in order to be free, they have to allow others uh, to be free as well. And so what can happen when you get people together to do things in the world of activism is very exciting. And we're seeing things happening here in New Hampshire that have never been done before. In the political scene, for instance, we're seeing liberty minded people actually getting elected. Uh, Unlike the Libertarian Party, who for decades has been toiling away uh, in relative obscurity, attempting to elect liberty minded people. They haven't had much success around the country. The free staters and liberty lovers in New Hampshire have had, I think, more success in five years of of activism with really only several dozen people involved uh, have had more success in those five years than the Libertarian Party has probably had in 30 since its inception yeah and it's growing as well more people are getting elected over time with 12 free staters elected last year and even more relatively liberty-minded people also getting elected as well who aren't so-called free staters just new hampshire natives and others who moved here prior to the free state project so you've got some some great political successes as well as things like repealing the knife ban you can carry whatever knife you want uh anywhere in new hampshire now which is great news and there's some other things as well that I, you know, I haven't mentioned. Equally great news is that some statists are actually moving out of New Hampshire. That's also a win. Happens. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so when when the statists, uh, the, and actually I think uh, Adam Mackler, one of the, the early movers, has come up with an, a new term. Uh, Besides statist, I think he called it coercionist, but I'll have to check. I'll have to check that. I don't have it on his email in front of me right now. That's good. But yeah, something a little more descriptive than statist, right? So these people who support coercion are getting frustrated by the presence of the liberty lovers. And they're, in some cases, throwing up their hands and and leaving, which is a huge net gain for us. Because then normally you just have uh, liberty lovers moving into New Hampshire, which is a gain. But if a a lover of violence, a lover of uh, the initiation of force, leaves New Hampshire... Then that's like adding another activist without even having to have someone move, especially
1: well, one that uh, you know is politically active. Because there's right. just there are very few politically active people in in America in the world, yeah. and they are believe it or not quite powerful. But uh, you know, because, because because they're, they're active, just, yeah, because they're active. There's just so few
0: of them. So when you have, uh, but there's more of them than there are of liberty-loving people that are active
1: yeah they've got the they've got the ball rolling i think the liberty loving you know the, the, the people di- on different scale different levels on the scale of liberty lovers are getting more active right now i think the tea party to some small extent is kind of uh, indicative of that um there there's a voice out there now and you know there's a lot of surrounding states that a statist or a coercionist can move
2: to and not have to move very far and get more of what they want
1: all yeah,
0: right so if here's- you can
1: just move across the border
0: yeah, I just I just confirmed it. Uh, coercionist is his uh, his new term, and I I like that. It, uh, I do too. I think it may be much better than uh, than statist. So, uh, so I was talking about the successes that we've had here. The political successes are growing, and yeah, it's, it's it's politics, so it's slow going. Like today in in the New Hampshire Senate, even though the New Hampshire State House voted overwhelmingly, with overwhelmingly. a, a veto proof margin, like two thirds, more than two thirds, voting for medical marijuana, the Senate today apparently voted to table it which means they didn't actually vote on it. They didn't vote it yay or nay. They voted to table it I guess for fear of the governor deciding to veto this uh, legislation again.
1: Which he did veto something today that was uh, somewhat important. Shoot, I'll, I'll go, go take a look. So
0: somewhere. anyway, my point is politics is slow moving, but there's movement and it's happening and it's moving in the right direction, which is great. And of course, also we've got civil disobedience. I mentioned how New Hampshire is like the media capital for Liberty Media of the world, which is also awesome. But the civil disobedience is really exciting to me because it's something that's new to the liberty movement as far as... With- right to work.
1: What does that mean? Right to work. It was a bill that was going through that was going to, you know, not require you to join a union if they had some kind of blind ballot or something like that. So now people will be required to join a union? No, the, things haven't changed. They were trying to, you know, New Hampshire doesn't have the most free work environment. Um, you know, like Florida was a
0: right to work state. New Hampshire isn't. I see. they trying to make it more so. Gotcha. So you need more legislation to make things more free? That doesn't make sense. Well, you're right. You need to right un-
1: legislation, undo legislation, my friend.
2: Yeah. Okay. They're undoing what's already there, which means that right now the state allows unions to coerce people into joining.
0: That's what I was asking. So you're saying that somebody can vote and then all of a sudden you're in a union right I, now? Look, I didn't pour over the right-to-work stuff. I know it's called right-to-work. I know that the Right, the but people, without this right-to-work thing, you're saying that somebody can just force you to, to join a union? In order to work for, for a force to, to join yeah. the union. Yeah.
1: They can do that in all kinds of states. Gotcha, yeah.
0: So, yeah, clearly there's some work that needs to be done on that side of things. So, anyway, the civil disobedience
1: – So but New Hampshire isn't
0: uh, Illinois or anything – one of these huge union states either. Oh, no, no. Uh, so, as I was saying, civil disobedience very exciting to me because having done a lot of politics in my time in the world of activism and been fairly frustrated by that process, it's interesting to see civil disobedience and how much success – That one can have with civil disobedience with next to no financial investment. When you look at politics, it's incredibly expensive. You've got to pay to run campaigns. You've got to pay to do the politics. You've got to pay to – there's all kinds of things that are very costly when it comes to doing uh, political action. And civil disobedience, you can have instantaneous success like they did down in Orlando where they handed out those flyers in violation of a judge's order, in flagrant violation of it, even to the very judge who had ordered against it. And have not been arrested. That's well, a great success story. It's a
1: success, but I mean, it it, it it's a su- it's a fleeting success. It's a success. No, it's of,
0: not. They've gone out and done it multiple times. In, it, right, but at any point they could decide to flip it on you. It doesn't they can, matter. They can decide to arrest Look, you anytime. They I can want. smoke
1: a joint in front of a cop, uh, you know, and it be illegal, and he decide not to arrest me. It's no real victory.
0: Oh yeah, it is. Anytime time that and yes, it absolutely is. When any time politicians... that you are able to act free and not be aggressed against by people who have sworn an oath to aggress you. You're not able to act free if if, if the threat still looms above you. If the sword of Damocles hangs above your head, my friend, you are not free. You're not not free, but you're more free because you've chosen it. See, this is what you guys who are in the political system don't understand. You don't appreciate the fact that anybody who engages in civil disobedience or who supports civil disobedience, but specifically the people who engage in it, are having a tremendous personal success every time they do it. Whether or not they are arrested is is immaterial to the personal success of overcoming one's fear of what may happen by the act of doing civil disobedience. That alone is a success, but upon uh, top of that, there's extra success as well, including when they leave you alone, that's a win, because they've left you alone and they have, you know, not actually enforced the law. Yeah, they've decided which, not to enforce a bad law. Which shows their inconsistency, and uh, you know, shows them for being bad, the bad guys that they are in that case. And if they do aggress against you, it's still a win, because then it shows them for being violent, which is, of course, their only tool. And long term, you keep having successes, like like we've had with the 420 celebrations. You've got a, a track record at that point of success. yeah. You've got
1: to pile them up. There's no doubt about that. I, and, and I'm not going to say that civil disobedience doesn't shake the foundation. So don't tell me it's not a success because uh,
0: it's completely uh, a success. It, it,
1: it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't amount to anything. That's in and not of itself, true
0: because you're only measuring it by whether or not politics changes, and look, that's not how you can measure success of politi- civil disobedience. Yeah,
2: politics changes after
0: the it, things
2: change on the grassroots and the Absolutely.
0: grassroots level is, is the civil disobedience movement once there's enough civil disobedience they'll have to change the system because if enough people are refusing to obey and, and, and engaging in non-cooperation and doing civil disobedience they won't be able to prosecute them all they won't be able to continue doing things as they are so i'll tell you about some successful civil disobedience here in a moment mark and poo-poo it all he wants 800-259-9231 it's real easy to when you don't engage in it yourself More coming up here at 800-259-9231 you can take control it's free talk live this
5: Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Ovaltine. Give your kids the nutrition they need to be their best. Visit us at OvaltineUSA.com. Telling your child about healthy food choices is important, but showing her what to eat goes a lot further. Have her help create the grocery list, then bring her to the store with you. Picking out healthy foods together helps kids get in the habit of thinking about what they're eating every day. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com YourFamilyToday.
0: is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll free take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and we give you the features on the site there completely free. So enjoy those on us. Uh, once again, that's freetalklive.com and if you like the show by the way, you can help support Free Talk Live by shopping with us. What you need to do is go to shop.freetalklive.com and then click on one of those uh, links that you'll see there. It'll take you to Amazon. And then you, there's different links for different countries. But you t- click on the appropriate one. And then whatever shopping you do, Free Talk Live will get a portion of the sale. Now, one thing that's important to remember is that you won't notice. Like, there's no line item on your invoice that says that money is going to Free Talk Live. You just have to understand that when you enter through shop.freetalklive.com, that it's going to work. As long as you shop within the next, I think it's 24 hours of actually clicking on the link. Usually when you shop, you're going to click and shop. Uh, probably not click, wait 24 hours and shop. So... Pretty much as long as you click through our links over at shop.freetalklive.com, it's going to work. Somebody was saying something to me today about not being sure they didn't see anything about Free Talk Live, and I said, look, I wish it did, but... That's just the way it is. It's a faith-based operation. Yeah. So <laughs> go to shop.freetalklive.com.
1: At Free Talk Live. We also talk about investing in gold and silver. And there has been a dip in the precious metals, at least gold and silver. I don't really watch the the palladium and the uranium or whatever it is else they're they're trading. But uh, there's been a there's been a dip. And well, you know, buying the dips. That's uh, that's the time to uh, get the deals. Uh, I I don't see gold or silver. Personally, I don't see them uh, d- diminishing in, in value in the short term. I think now is a good time to uh, pick up some gold and silver. You can do so at gold.freetalklive.com. Got some uh, coins there that are uh, coins and pieces there that are designed to get the, the product in your hand. Not, uh, not something that's stored in a vault someplace for you, but actually in your hands where, well, it can't be taken from you. Gold.freetalklive.com.
0: All right. So, Mark, you called me out during the break and, uh, you, and I deserved it. I was being a little bit mean. I took a, a, sni- a snipe at you. Yeah, but then the again, jerk. you were being pretty nasty as well, uh, calling civil disobedience unsuccessful. No, I
1: was, uh, the point that I was trying to make, you were saying, touting, you know, going out and doing something as solving a problem in the short term. And what I was trying to point out, and this is all I'm trying to point out, is civil disobedience, it may be fun. You may enjoy it. You may get an adrenaline rush out of it. But in the short term, it's not, it doesn't really solve anything. I think that uh, civil disobedience and politics has to work together to really solve problems. I'm free to walk down the street with a green hat on my head. I am not free to walk down the street with a joint in my hand. And mm-hmm. the, only, the only organization that's currently going to be able to make me free to do that is the same organization that's going to try to come after me. That organization has to tell its minions
0: leave that guy alone. No not doubt. Not that I, not no that I walked on the street. I didn't say that they didn't. In, I, in fact, I don't understand why you even went to that point, Mark. Because I, I spent time praising, you know, the successes that have happened in politics. Apparently, that wasn't enough for you. Uh, I didn't say that they were separate. I didn't encourage them to be separate. Of course, they have to work together because the long term, as Wayne and I were discussing, uh, the long term goal of civil disobedience is to encourage the system to change. But what those who engage in civil disobedience and those who support civil disobedience and non-cooperation understand is that you can't just sit around and wait for politics to work because it sucks. I agree. Politics is slow and inefficient and it is, it's horrible the way it does things. What did they say? It's like watching people make a sausage or worse than that? Uh, worse yeah. than watching people make rather a sausage? I'd much, much rather watch people make sausages. Yeah, it's just awful. It's so boring and dull. And so civil disobedience spices it up. Civil disobedience brings attention to issues civil disobedience also helps empower individuals to stand up and say no and you pointed out during the break that you are actually engaging in what i would call non-cooperation which is kind of the sister to civil disobedience It's important uh it's, it's equally i think as important as civil disobedience because if you've got a group of people who are willing to engage in civil disobedience but not do non-cooperation then you really don't have much of a movement so for instance if a bunch of people stand in front of the White House to protest the war and then proceed to pay fines to the Washington D.C. government okay yeah they got arrested so they performed civil disobedience but then if at that point they become very obedient and pay out all this cash to the civil to the you know the, the police department or the court system then essentially their act of civil disobedience has in point of fact enriched the yeah, system to some extent rather than if all those hundred people decided to say yeah I'll take my jury trial thanks very much and then refused to pay the fines or even did some level of non-cooperation if you just took the trial and then paid the fine you would at least cost them more in running through the trial than likely of what uh, what they would fine you but uh, so anyway my my point being that non-cooperation very important and you actually are doing that right now with a speeding ticket yes Meaning that you are going to go to court to have a
1: trial. I've got a speeding ticket. Uh, I've got a trial scheduled. I'm, I may actually get it bumped back because I'm still you know, peppering them with the motions and letters <laughs> and things like that. Uh, you know, It'd be a lot cheaper as far as my time goes to uh, pay the $77, frankly. Um, but if I lose and I don't have any expectation really of, of winning, am I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really just trying to – I'm really just dragging my feet while they're dragging me off to jail. I'm not going to pay either. I'm going to go to jail, and they're going to have to—they're going to have to give me free bologna sandwiches at the Sullivan County Jail.
0: Now, when people do what you're doing, when they take something as far as you're taking it, that is also a success. In that, not only are you or not only are you uh, empowering yourself by saying no and refusing to obey. But you're also encouraging others, and this is another of the successes of civil disobedience that is not immediately tangible. It's not something that you can look at and point to and quantify in any way, shape, or form. Uh, occasionally, you'll get little signals that that it's actually happening, where someone will tell you, "Oh, Mark, you know, I was so." impressed by what you did, or I, I was really encouraged by what you did, or inspired by what you did, I decided to move to New Hampshire as a result of what you did with that speeding ticket. No one has told you that yet, Mark, but there have been things like that happen in the past, where people have done civil disobedience here in New Hampshire, folks outside of New Hampshire have seen that, and said to themselves, wow, that's really exciting, I need to get there.
1: I'm so, not really interested in doing the large-scale civil disobedience stuff, because that has a large penalty to it. I but think did that, I say large-scale? I mean, I, I'm sorry. Well, the people that have been... Uh, that have been motivating to people to move have generally done large You might large be scales.
0: surprised, actually. I think that any level of non-cooperation is motivating to people any level of civil disobedience is inspiring to people because most people don't they feel like they don't have it within them they they feel like they have to keep going along to get along because they're so afraid of what might occur you know what might happen they might lose their job they might uh, you know not make a rent payment or something like that there's all kinds of scary things they might have their kids taken away from them and so to see somebody just say no even on a parking ticket I think can be inspirational and especially to have a movement of people saying no because you've you've taken parking tickets to trial and they've actually had them dropped before they get to trial right, that
1: actually trial, yeah.
0: and Dale I believe has done the same thing so we've started to see where this is happening not just to one person but it's happening to multiple people where their non cooperation will it become a success in that uh, you know charges will be dropped and things like that people on the outside looking at that are are they're thinking about it and they're looking and they're saying wow that's pretty impressive you know not just at Mark can do it, but that other people can do it as well and that it's, it seems to be spreading uh, and that's that's great. I mean, I'm mean i also not paying parking tickets and now you're doing the speeding ticket thing. So you make it sound, you're, you're trying to minimize it as though it's no big deal but I'm trying to tell you that it doesn't have to be this huge, big spectacle in order for it to be a big deal. It's a big deal, I think, personally, when somebody makes that, crosses that threshold into non-cooperation and it's a big deal whenever somebody finds out about it. So I, that's why I think that these things should be publicized as much as possible. You know, so you know, I agree with the part about taking it fully to trial, but
2: how do you um, justify or uh, think about what's going to happen when they need more ju- jury members, more jurists, and they're going to go after people by force to serve on juries?
0: Yeah, that is an unfortunate side effect uh, of 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 this of going to juries. Of course, a lot of things there are no juries. You can't get a trial. You can't get a jury trial for a parking ticket just not going to happen it has to be here in in new hampshire at least it has to be a class a misdemeanor before you can get a jury trial so you know that whole constitutional thing about twenty dollars you get a jury trial that's much bs uh, so my point being, there aren't that many jury trials, period. That that we're seeing for activists. Those it's types not, of offenses. It's not really a huge burden or anything like that. But that will be one of the things that I apologize to if they ever take me to 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 the jury trials that I've demanded for the five misdemeanor charges that I'm facing. That is going to be one of the things I say to the jury. It's, look, I'm sorry. I I don't want to be spending your time like this. I. I don't want to take you away from what your lives are. I know you want to be home. I know you want to be at work. I know you want to be taking care of your family, and I apologize for this. I'll try to be as brief as, uh, as I can, uh, but at the same time, this is my only option. This is, this is my only option to achieve some level of justice in this system. This is all well, I've
1: got. They've they forced your hand.
0: Right. Well, yeah. no, they didn't force me to. I could have just taken a bench trial and accepted what the, the judge says. You don't have to go to a jury. Mm. You could just take the man in the robe that much he'll, is true. he'll find you guilty and you'll go to jail or whatever. You could
1: point out that it's your only choice that doesn't involve dealing with government bureaucrats deciding if you've broken government laws. Right.
0: So I agree with you, Wayne. And that I think is, that that speaks to people. Yeah. So I I, I plan on addressing that out loud in Good. front of a jury if if I'm ever uh, placed in, in that position. So, uh, 800-259-9231, that is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and coming up, we'll take your phone calls about anything, and then we'll actually get into the example of uh, civil disobedience, now we've talked about all the theory uh, behind it. 1-800-259-9231, you can take control of the airwaves, bring up absolutely anything, 800-259-9231, this is Free Talk Live, Hour 2, coming up.
3: Hunting, hunting, shooting, shooting, camping, camping, apparel, auto ATV, tactical gear, survival survival equipment. equipment. OutdoorBunker.com is your one-stop discount shop for all your outdoor survival needs. From scopes, holsters, and knives to backpacks, flashlights, sleeping bags, and more, OutdoorBunker.com features a massive selection at incredible prices. Orders over $100 get free shipping. FTL listeners, get the UTG Deluxe Universal Horizontal Shoulder Holster for only $9.95. I've got mine. Get yours at OutdoorBunker.com slash FTL now.
0: is free talk live dial in toll free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231 that's the sacos cai toll free line you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com we give you the features there for free so enjoy those on us once again that's freetalklive.com joining you this evening it's ian and wayne and mark we'll jump uh, right back into your phone calls here and then coming up Uh, The housing market, not having such a great time. Mark, you're going to get some of the details on that. Also, uh, some more information for you regarding uh, there's a church out there, a fairly big church that is looking to allow gay uh, ministers, which is interesting news. We'll share that with you as well if we get a chance. But, of course, we'll take your phone calls, and we'll go straight to the phones and the fun. Let's talk to Jules, listening in Missouri. Jules, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark.
5: Hi, y'all.
0: Hi, Jules. What's on your mind tonight?
5: Well, uh, the Missouri legislature just passed by veto-proof margin a provision of their welfare where they're wanting to drug test all welfare recipients.
1: Mm. Oh, dear. You know, I— That's going to be costly. (laughs) Yeah, it Mm -hmm. it is going to be. And and I tend uh, to—I kind of vacillate on this one. I'm not of the opinion that—I assume that they're not going to get welfare benefits if they fail the drug test. Is that right?
5: They get one bill where they have the option to go into rehab, and then after the second bill, they will be barred from the, getting the funds for three years.
1: Taxpayer-funded rehab? Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, so. I wonder, I wonder who's going to take care of their kids. I'm just guessing here, right? They're welfare recipients. Um, I wonder who's going to take care of their kids while they're in rehab.
5: So this doesn't sound like small government at all.
1: <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry.
5: The critics of the plan also say, well, what about the kids? Because the kids are recipients of the welfare. And the people who are for this plan say, well, there's charities. But as you saw and heard on your news broadcast section, that uh, charitable giving does down. So uh, what's going to happen to those kids?
0: Yeah, people are... Foster uh, care. Yep, that's what it's going to be. So, really, what you're talking about, Mark, you you made the point that this is not this is anything but small government. It's actually in in all aspects. This particular legislation will increase the size of government uh, because a) they're going to have to have a new budget to pay for the drug testing that they're going to be doing. If they're going to drug test all welfare recipients, that's going to probably cost a whole lot of money. And if the welfare recipient fails the drug test, they're then going to pay even more money into uh, if they decide to take this rehab, whatever that rehab is going to cost. They're going to have to pay into that as well and if they don't take you know take the uh, the rehab and they end up outside the system uh then there gonna be all kinds of problems because at that point they're likely going to commit crimes and such and that'll of course increase uh, the government's costs as well Not to say I support welfare. I don't support welfare either. But this isn't exactly a compassionate solution. Helping people who are on welfare, the best way you can help those folks is by weaning them off of it and giving them the opportunity to grow and create skills. Like Goodwill, for instance, does a good job of taking people without skills and giving them the opportunity to learn skills and get them into the job uh, marketplace. But having welfare out there just discourages people from even wanting to get a job because in many cases they can make more money just sitting around doing nothing on welfare.
2: It also makes people poorer and less able to pay charity because uh, their taxes are higher because of things like welfare and, and all these other uh, government largesque programs. Jules, any other thoughts?
5: No, the only other thought is that I have 39 days left to be
0: uh, a panda for the week because I'm missing Fork Fest, and that's it. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. Have you ever been before?
5: I was uh, first time last year.
0: Oh, wow. So what did you think of it?
5: It was fun, and oddly enough, for me, just being a participant as a visitor, so to speak, I found it fun and actually quite natural. Um,
0: As far as interacting with people you'd never met before?
5: Yeah, it was very comfortable, very natural. It was almost like a family reunion of Friends and family members that you never met before. Sure mm-hmm.
0: enough, people say that, and I, I agree with it. And thanks, Jules, for the call tonight. Sorry you can't make it this year, but there's always another Fest. I mean, it's such a successful event. I can't see how it would not uh, go on into the future. Seems unlikely, yeah. Uh, so 800-259-9231. That's right, Pork Fest coming up June 20th through the 26th. You're going to have a chance to do what Jules did last year and what hundreds of other people did and have done. I think this is going to be our... Sixth Pork Fest? Personally? Yeah, I think it's sixth. Fifth, perhaps? Fifth. Anyway, we've gone to a lot of them, and they are an absolute blast being around other like-minded, liberty-oriented people. Hundreds of them all in the same place, maybe even a thousand of them all at the same campground at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. Uh, You can go to PorkFest.com to learn more about the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Get registered and use our discount code to save 20%. That code is FREETALKLIVE. Don't put any spaces in there. FREETALKLIVE as your discount code to save 20% on PorkFest. FREETALKLIVE will be broadcasting live throughout the entire event. Uh, and also you'll have plenty of opportunities to socialize and party, and if you've got a family, lots of family fun activities as well. Lots of details all over at porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. Let's continue with your calls. Roy is in New York. Roy, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Hey there, guys. Hey, Roy, what's on your mind?
6: Well, I heard uh, a few shows ago that Mark is a beekeeper. Is that the case?
1: That is the case. I have a a hive. I mean, they, they keep themselves mostly.
7: How long have you been doing that?
1: I think this is my second year. Uh, I, you know, Brian Travis, uh, a, a caller to the show, and also a board member of the CD Evolution Fund. He's into it. I've always thought it was kind of neat. Uh, just, I just like the idea of having bees around more than anything. My wife has a little wildflower patch. I figured that'd be good for it. And you know, everybody likes honey, right?
3: Yeah, hell yeah, man. That's
6: cool. I've always liked beekeeping and the concept and stuff. But there's one question I have, like. Ever since I was a kid, it seems like the beekeepers as a community are like a bunch of chicken littles. What do you mean? Cause, well, by ev- every couple years, there's some disaster that's going to kill all the bees that people are keeping, like some weird-ass mite or, uh, or parasites. Uh, when I was a kid, they had the African killer bees. It's like there's one story after another. Uh, what do you think of this, Mark? Is it like a lot of alarmism, or is there something to this?
1: I've heard uh, things going on as far as beehives go. I, 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 you know, there's, there's a reality uh, that s- hives are collapsing and they're still working on the science of it. You know, they're not, we're not going to figure out what's causing hives to collapse by not having hives anymore. So, I mean, you know, it just, it just requires people to continue doing it and people figuring out why it is that it's happening. I, you know, I mean, I'm. I, I don't know what else you do about it. You know, sometimes cows die, sometimes bees die. You, you know, that's animal husbandry for you.
3: Okay. Well, like, I don't know. I guess it just seems every every few years it's a, what would it be, an apiary holocaust or something they're predicting yeah, with I
1: the, think new, that to, the new
3: things that come out. Are you, you, I, I mean, I you're familiar that, with this, right? I,
1: I am. I think that ranchers get their due as far as it goes. I think that uh, people understand that we need chicken farmers. I think that bee uh, beekeepers don't feel like they they get their due. You know, it's two-thirds of all plants are, are pollinated by bees. Bees are important. So very, <laughs> it could very well we be. We love
0: that, you, beekeepers. Right. It
1: could very well be that they, they're they looking for a little more attention for themselves. I, I, I don't know.
0: Although That's kind of what I
3: suspected, but, you know, okay.
1: Bees are also small and probably perceived as being more frail as opposed to cows or chickens. They lived outside during the uh, New Hampshire winter.
0: They survived hey. it. They're not that frail. <laughs> hey, thanks uh, for the call, Roy. I appreciate hearing from you.
1: It's interesting. The horses in New Hampshire, uh, by law, you're required to have a three-sided structure with a roof to keep in which to keep your horses not that that's going to be warm or anything. I guess it just keeps the snow off the, the, the ponies. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. It cuts the wind. Yeah, but you're not required wind. by law to have any kind of structure for your bee. You could just uh, you could be keeping your bees anywhere. So They're not as cute. Yeah, it's it's charismatic megafauna.
0: Yeah. 1-800-259-9231. Let's talk to Gaylord calling from somewhere. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hello, Gaylord. Hello, can you hear me? You're on the air. Go ahead oh, the hey, hey,
4: listen. I have an opinion. I would like to talk about homosexuals. Okay, great. Yeah, do you know, uh, you seem to be um, pretty uh, 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 liberal-minded when it comes to homosexuals.
0: I am a definitely an open-minded person. I think human beings are human beings, and I think that they should be judged, if you're going to judge them, based on their individual choices and actions as to specifically whether or not they would do harm to other human beings, if they would aggress against them. And we'll find out what you have to say here in a moment. So stick with us, Gaylord. We'll be back with more of you. 800-259-9231. That's the Sekel CAI toll-free line, presuming he wants to stick with us, which he's certainly welcome to do, because I wonder what it is that he's going to say next. Seems like
1: he's leading us down the Primrose path. We shall I see. love the Primrose path. I wonder what he's wearing.
0: Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything. That's the point of the program. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. Wayne. And Mark. Once again, 800-259-9231. We invite you to the website. Lots of features there, including the Shrine of Female Listeners. The point of that? To show that we actually have women listening to the show. I mean, there, there are, uh, there's this, I guess, this mindset in talk radio, that talk radio is for men and by men, yeah. and uh, we obviously have some women co-hosting on this program, not tonight, but uh, some nights during the week we do, and and in fact, even sometimes on our Sunday show, which is an internet-only thing, we actually have She Talk Live, which is all female, and but we also want to show the, the radio world, essentially the program directors of the world, that this isn't some sort of sausage party that we actually do have uh, lady listeners and uh, i appreciate every one of them that sent in a picture you can go to uh, shrine.freetalklive.com to see them and there also is a video validation option basically the point is the lady in question is showing in her picture that she is a listener to free talk live and there's various different creative ways uh, that the ladies have done those things you can go and see them and if you're a lady listener become part of the shrine over at shrine.freetalklive.com are you looking for camping hunting or shooting gear
1: ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, uh, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment. ManVentureOutpost.com. They're family-owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. In some cases, their prices are so low that the manufacturers won't even allow them to be advertised uh, on the air. So you can go over there, check out these low rates. Uh, Also get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL that's FTL is in Free Talk Live you can
0: get it quick get it from manventureoutpost.com Toll-free number here tonight again 800-259-9231 we've got Gaylord on the line calling from somewhere anonymous you're on Free Talk Live and you were asking a question uh, yeah. about uh, you were asking a question about gay people before go ahead I'm sorry
4: this was Cliffhanger here! I was waiting, and I almost fell asleep over here. You know.
0: um, I'm sorry. Is it is it it really late
4: where you are? Yeah, it's uh, here in Transylvania. It's kind of uh, (laughs)
0: night. Okay. Go ahead with your thoughts.
4: I was uh, I was just want to tell you this. All uh, you liberals, I need to tell you this about the homosexuals oh i 'm not a no, liberal
0: no 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 i 'm not a liberal i love liberty i 'm not a liberal i 'm somebody okay. who i'm not a conservative either what? anyway go ahead
4: um, i don 't know what your opinion is, but i understand you have a you have a liberal liberal view on
0: on homosexuals
4: and so on and maybe that 's not the topic here it 's really not but i but i have um, i have to say tell you this um, if you want to know what I think about them, go right ahead. Like You're way. here.
0: Go ahead and explain yourself.
4: All right. I'll tell you. Homosexuals. They're so gay. All of them.
0: Ha <laughs> Boy, Got that's you. hilarious. Bye-bye. Thanks for the call. 800 259 He stayed up just so he could say that on the air. And he called himself Gaylord. Yeah. Stayed up late. Almost fell asleep just so he could get that awful joke out over the airwaves. But, yeah. You right. held him over too. There you go. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one, the SACL CAI toll free line. And yeah, I was expecting uh, him to be uh, hateful and angry towards gay people. I'm glad he wasn't that. I'd rather have a bad joke than uh, than hatred out on the air. So thanks, Gaylord. And by the, you know, what's interesting to me is that
2: the Republican Party has the the log cabin Republicans who are actually a gay group within the Republican Party. That's true. And they go to the conventions and they coexist with all the religious zealots in the Republican Party, too. And that must be quite, I'd like to be a fly on the wall (laughs) at some of those meetings.
0: Well, some of the uh, religious folks are actually coming to uh, the light, shall we say. And we'll tell you about a church that is actually looking to allow uh, gay ministers here in a a little bit. But let's continue with your Calls and talk to Brian listening in Oklahoma. Brian, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Wayne, and Mark. Like We've got some bad cell phone connections here tonight, Brian.
7: Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm here, buddy. Uh, I I was, I was um, in your comments on the, uh, on the chemtrails, uh, I, I kind of agree with that because the, uh, the, the evidence is circumstantial. I mean, I'm I'm kind of on the fence. I mean, I'm not either. You know, I keep an open to mind on it. But it's circumstantial said,
0: and based on paranoia as well, which makes it even more questionable.
7: Right. And then uh, you commented that you know some people are too paranoid about you know the water and everything, but but you know there is evidence that fluoride is not good in the water. That what is? Um, fluoride?
1: Well, mm-hmm. let me... Uh, there's some evidence that fluoride is a poison, but poison is based on its dose. I mean, you know, when you put a small... If, if the amount of arsenic that you consume is small enough, then all it does is increase your tolerance to arsenic. It doesn't actually kill you. Um, I My water comes from the down the side of a mountain, and, uh, you know, we get it from a well, so I'm certain there's no fluoride in it. It would uh, take a very, a very very uh, dedicated bureaucrat to be up there sprinkling fluoride. Wait a it.
0: minute. Isn't there a natural version of some sort? Uh, I, I realize that a lot of fluoride is, comes out of uh, petroleum production, from what I understand. And,
2: nucle- and nuclear waste
0: But isn't well. there some kind of, I don't know if it's like an analog of it or, or I, I what couldn't is, tell you, but I can
1: tell you that geographically, the vast majority of the United States uh, gets its water from wells. And I wouldn't say, and what the fluoride proponent folks will say is that uh, fluoride makes people into docile doe-eyed sheep and the fact is most americans are docile doe-eyed sheep and it doesn't seem to matter what kind of water they consume
7: um well the nazis are using it to uh keep the prisoners of war and and um keep them docile well the soviets and, uh, did
2: too
1: at what but, dose? But, but that, doesn't make the, yeah. that, doesn't, that does not address the issue that I just talked about, which is I don't take wa- uh, fluoride in my water. Honestly, when I did live in cities that had fluoride in water, I didn't feel any different. Uh, I mean, I don't
0: think that it's an issue. Well, you, wait a minute. At what dose did the Nazis use fluoride to keep people docile?
7: Well, I don't know. I wasn't there, but I don't think we. I don't need, think they were uh, just
0: slipping it into their water supply. They which, were likely injecting it into them, wouldn't you say? There'd be a little bit of a higher. I mean, I'm just speculating. <laughs> yeah.
7: Well, yeah, they put it in the water. That's the the, the claims I've heard that was in the water, but. Um,
0: well, then, what evidence is there that uh, that it was actually successful in that in that way?
7: Well, during the scientific trials that supposedly uh, support the evidence that it makes your teeth last longer. All it did was made the baby teeth fall out, like, a couple of a couple of years later. Are you telling me the
1: ADA, the American Dental Association, uh, I mean, I'm going to assume that all these guys, are, are they're doctors, they're scientists. Are you saying that they're just, what, what they're in collusion with the government or something?
7: I, I don't know. I mean, look at their science. Look at, at uh, how marijuana they... Uh, the test, the scientific test, where they said it killed brain cells, they actually were suffocating the monkeys. They would, they would give them pure smoke with no oxygen for like four minutes at a time. And which and agency say,
0: was doing the, those tests?
7: Uh, I. Not sure, but... Well, you just um, made it sound like it
0: was the ADA, which clearly it wasn't going to be them. Yeah, the ADA is probably not uh, suffocating monkeys. And if you're saying it's the medical establishment, then that goes counter to what Harvard just showed the other day, and that is that uh, cannabis, or rather THC, uh, the active ingredient, actually stops and actually reduces tumor, uh, cancerous tumors of the lung. So, I mean, there's all kinds of uh, medical establishment information now supporting marijuana. There's no doubt that the government are a bunch of liars, and I don't, certainly don't trust them to put chemicals in my water. Uh, so, I'm with you that far, but I'm not of the kind of I'm not the kind of person who's going to live my life believing that uh, everybody's out trying to get me and poison me and, and kill me or control my mind. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate it. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. I mean, I use a filter on my tap, but... It's not that terrible without it, the water. We're coming up. It's Free Talk Live.
1: Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear?
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you want at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site free, so enjoy those. Uh, Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And uh, some of those features include our wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners just like you. W-I-K-I wiki.freetalklive.com to get there and to edit virtually anything that you see. Are you tired
1: of watching the value of the dollar plummet? Are you tired of banks charging you fees? Do you want to take back control of your own money? Take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the world's first decentralized anonymous internet currency. And it's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoin's Anywhere in the world. And their value seems to only be growing with time. They're on a, a huge uh, sp- spike, Ian. You were telling me uh, the day before yesterday they were like $4, and then yesterday they were at $5. There seems to have been a, a, a big rally in them. I don't know if How means- long can
0: this last? I don't know. It's, it's at
1: $5.30 right now. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to maintain that. I don't know. I couldn't say anything. Uh, but
0: you can learn more. Visit WeUseCoins.org. It's dot WeUseCoins.org. All right, so our number here tonight 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything, and there have been a couple of topics here uh, from the callers tonight that I have. There's a, it's just it's a little frustrating because on one hand, yeah, free talk live open phone show, you can call in about anything, and it, well, that's the way we do this program. It's fine, um, but sometimes these topics about the the paranoid stuff really kind of uh, gets onto a discussion that I think obscures from other more important things. And Mark, you made a point during the break that I thought was really relevant. We were talking more about this fluoride things when he called in about that. And obviously there are a lot of people that are concerned. And I I agree to the extent that I don't like the idea of government providing water. I don't want them, You know, who knows what kind of experiments they'll do on people, but I just don't like living my life worrying about that Mm -hmm. stuff. Put a tap on, you know, filter on the tap, problem solved, there's no problem there. But you were saying, Wayne, that there's like some big Movement of people in Atlanta or somewhere in Georgia that was, you know, upset about the fluoride in the water and getting very active about that. And Mark made the statement Boy, I wish people would get that upset and active about property taxes. And it's just like when you've got the different issues of the day, as far as what's going on out there in the world, there are some things that I think are more important than others, like the police state. That's a much more obvious in-your-face example of government tyranny and control than the idea that fluorine or fluoride rather might be doing something to do some kind of damage to somebody in a long-term uh, process, which is easily avo- avoidable by the point of putting on some kind of filter on your tap. Exactly. You know, Think about all the money people spend on bottled water right now. and the, Even if it's
2: purified water, it's in a plastic container you know, and it gets in a hot truck or something just put a 50 dollars um, actually it'll cost you maybe 200 300 to to put a uh, activated carbon uh, type filtration system on your sink you can get and, them for less than that yeah and you can yeah. get them less than that you can go to one of the big box stores and get them walmart uh, sam's club whatever and then about once a year once every 9 months you know it costs you another 40 or 50 bucks for a filter and just carry your own water bottles and you have pure water it, it's going to remove fluor- uh, chlorine fluoride
1: nuclear fallout even my wife uh, uses a. She pre- prefers to have a glass bottle in which to keep her water because, uh, you know, she's read stuff about the plastics. There's no science behind the plastics, but I also, you know, I, I see it. I, I'm going to carry a plastic bottle when it's when it's the right time to carry a plastic bottle. But a lot of times, you can get away with carrying a water a glass bottle, and it doesn't really matter. So, you know, why why take the the small infinitesimal risk? It, but you know, it's the—I guess—that's the proselytizing of it. Uh, one mm. could be worry. One can worry about a lot of things, but if one worries about uh, the spraying crap out of the
0: sky, Just take intelligent precautions. That's all, and use common sense. Well, yeah. So I think it's okay to talk about these things from time to time because obviously a lot of people are concerned. You know, they hear things, they see fearmongering documentaries, which are very scary. And designed to get you frightened, so you'll buy some, you know, some sort of magical product that will, will solve all of your worries for you, uh, or buy another uh, DVD so you can scare yourself even further and so these issues do need to be addressed and i wish i could remember where i read that fluoride was a byproduct petroleum production i don't know if that's true now i've been looking and digging and digging to see if there uh, there is some truth to that and i did find an article about electrochemical fluorination but it's so it's so much gobbledygook to me because i'm not a scientist and so i don't really know what i'm reading like i'm looking at the wikipedia article here about the electrochemical fluorination it's a It's an article where uh, they talk about the Phillips petroleum process and how it is uh, essentially this is a source of an, an effective source of fluorine. But it, it doesn't I, – I cannot process what actually that – what they are explaining to me there. However, what I did find is that there is indeed natural fluoride. So, Mark, you made the claim that here in Keene, New Hampshire, that there is no fluoride in the water. And I don't believe that's an accurate claim. I believe that the the accurate claim is that the government does not add fluoride to the water. That there is fluoride in the water here and that it is a, of a naturally occurring variety. And there's an article from the LA Times from 2006 Reporting on natural fluoride, it says here that a panel of scientists nationally reported uh, Wednesday that high levels of naturally occurring fluoride in drinking water are leaving children in some communities at risk of tooth enamel damage and adults prone to weakened bones that could lead to fractures. The scientists unanimously recommended that the federal limit on fluoride in drinking water be lowered to protect people in communities where high levels leach into the water from natural sources such as rocks or soil. So anyway, my point being, I don't want to get into all the the details here, but the point being that there clearly are natural levels of fluoride in in drinking water. Clearly. Some areas have more than others, and those that have lower levels supplement it with additional fluoride. But it sounds like the suggestion here is that the natural fluoride is not as good for your teeth as – is the synthesized stuff?
1: I don't know. I have a difficult time. I, you, you could talk to me about conspiracy theories that contain, oh, say, fewer than two dozen people or something like that, and I'm much more likely to listen to the uh, the idea. But when you talk about getting everybody in the am uh, the, the ADA on board, and then uh, you know all these local governments, and it just it it begins to, uh, to, to 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 test my credulity. Well,
2: there's a lot of there's a lot of propaganda in certain industries and. You know, if you're a politically connected industry or company, you'd be surprised what you can get done with a little bit of money greasing a few politicians. Well,
1: right.
0: uh, But uh, but as far as science goes, any
1: scientist can check the ADA's testings on fluoride. I haven't done it, and I'm not a scientist, but anybody can say, oh, yeah, that doesn't have really much of any effect on teeth. Well, you can buy fluoride-free toothpaste now, and more and more people are doing that. And
2: I don't use fluoride in my toothpaste, and I don't have cavities. I have good, clean... Uh, healthy teeth well yeah brushing
0: your teeth helps with not getting cavities right? certainly certainly <laughs> you, you can pour all the fluorinated water down your throat that you want to but if you're not brushing your teeth you're still going to get cavities sure so uh 800-259-9231 that's the saco cai toll free line you can bring up absolutely anything let's talk to josh in california josh you're on free talk live the Ian, Wayne, and mark
7: Hey, guys. Um, I don't know if I can possibly follow the wonderful humor that was Gaylord, but um, I thought since you guys are talking about conspiracy theories, I think that the general idea of what you guys are talking about is that such dialogue, I think, it kind of detracts from an intelligent debate or discussion when people are talking about things that are easily debunked and easily refuted. I wonder if you thought that that kind of mentality carries over into other things in the political spheres, like the idea that the 16th Amendment was never ratified or that Texas is an independent nation or that, you know, on and on. These are arguments about legitimacy of certain government action or programs, which is fine, but to out and out say that it is not one way or it is another way, I think ends up making those that are arguing it look kind of like a crazy fringe. Well,
1: I, 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 I'm not willing to call them a crazy fringe as much as I'm willing to say uh, and, But and I generally agree is that there's really no point in the conversation. Whether you think that the
0: 16th Bo- Amendment... I'm sorry, Bordov, can we pot him down a little bit? There's just a little bit of noise in the background. If Thanks. you
1: say that the 16th Amendment is, for whatever reason, not been ratified, I don't know whether it was ratified properly or not. I couldn't say it happened almost 100 years ago or that... Uh, you, one has no obligation to pay taxes because income is defined as stuff that comes from uh, income that comes from outside the country or or that, uh, you know, whatever. There's, there's, there's many of these political sort of conspiracy theories out there. The fact is the government operates in the manner that Texas is a state. It operates in the manner that people have to pay. to Everybody has to pay taxes on their income and if that income could, is the money that they earn. If you earn.
0: could convince a man in a robe of these things, then, you know, they might be useful. But if you can't convince the man in the robe, that uh, there's no uh, 16th Amendment that's valid, then it won't really be of any use to. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, bring up anything you want, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. And uh, speaking of the website, lots of features exist for you there, and we give them to you for free if you'd like to support the show. You may do that by becoming an amplifier. Amp stands for advertise, market, and promote. And the idea is that uh, you can send in three bucks a month with any major credit card through PayPal or Visa or MasterCard right on our website. We'll take that money in and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country, bringing more internet listeners on board as well and exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. Got a a brand new station uh, in Tennessee signing on soon, uh, which is exciting. Can't say more than that because we always wait until after we get the, uh, the station on board to announce them. But there are some... In the works, which means we'll be coming uh, coming soon to our 100 affiliate mark. Which we is very are chasing exciting. that
1: hundred uh, affiliates down.
0: Yeah, so, I wonder who's going to be number 100. Uh, at this point, we can make an educated guess, uh, but I can't say on the air yet. So, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one could be Alabama, could be Tennessee, could be Illinois. Maybe likely to be one of those those three places, I would guess. So. Uh, go to amp.freetalklive.com, get signed up. You'll get perks like access to the amp only call in lines, the amp only forum, podcast, and more. Once again, that's amp.freetalklive.com as we continue here with your calls. Amy is listening in Colorado. Amy, you're on Free Talk Live with the Inwana. Uh, Hi, Amy. That's
8: Hi, it's interesting that you were saying that because about fluoride, because actually over 26 countries have outlawed fluoride in the water because it causes statistical significant increase in hip injuries. And the reason that happens, if you look where it is on the chart, Brittle like balls. the chemistry chart, it loves the bond. So it actually does um, make your teeth harder, but then it brittles them, which is why a lot of times people get fluorosis and they start, like, cracking, and you also get hip injuries there. Mm-hmm. And also... Um, I mean, there's just so much. The original study about fluoride, there was a control group and an experimental group. And what they did is they put fluoride in one, you know, the experimental group, and cavities went down in both cities. So what they did is pretend that there wasn't a control group and said, look, we put fluoride in the water and cavities went down, which is true, but they didn't say it also went down in the city where they didn't put fluoride on it. And um, sodium fluoride that's found in toothpaste is actually a byproduct of aluminum processing. And then the stuff that we have in Boulder is actually a byproduct of fertilizer processing. So we have more Mm. there the legally allowable amounts of lead and arsenic in the water. It's just, it's really super nasty, even small amounts.
1: Well, you know, the, this is the problem with interjecting government into the scenario because, uh, you know, you don't have to have real hard science in order to get the government uh, to say,
0: okay, um, so. No, it, you just have to have a company with some money to lobby some well, politicians. Or, or in this case, well, of I the mean, 20 I think countries.
8: The issue is not really government being in it. The issue is that our government has been so infiltrated by corporate interests. So, like, we have the FDA. People who are like different lobbyists and different like commercial advertising people for different pharmaceuticals are in charge of like debating whether or not these pharmaceuticals are mm-hmm. Yeah, legalized. you're right, but
0: that's not but that's because, because the not government's, a, government's in
8: it. Not a it's not problem with government. No, it's not government. Yes it is. Absolutely. Right? Every it's single it's time, let me course, let me jump in
1: here if I could real quick. Um, every single time you put the government in charge of something, the people that are going to profit from that something are going to get in charge of it. Nope. Well, Fox, that, Fox watching the hen me, house. that's not
8: because it's a problem of government. It's a problem that we don't have enough
1: um, public interest in our country. Step down for a second. This is the point, yeah. though. The public doesn't actually gain. I can handle fluoride in my water by putting a carbon filter on. It costs me fifty dollars every six months. I've got it handled, so I don't benefit. Whereas the big corporation, there's millions of dollars at stake, so they're going to get in charge. You can never get the public into government. That is the that's the liberal that's fallacy myth. that is mm-hmm. always going to destroy. That's, that's why liberals love government. They believe the people can get in con- in control, but it never happens. I mean, we've got decades upon decades upon decades of proof. You've got the evidence.
8: Fluoride and, and filters? Because actually the only way to remove fluoride from the water is to use reverse osmosis, and that oh, costs a ton that's of what I money. Talking about. So you can't I don't
0: realize, know, she may have been talking uh, Brita- the whole time. Were you, you were talking
1: the whole time that I was talking?
8: No, no, I okay. wasn't.
1: Do you, do, please Brita address should... what I said then. Your Brita
8: filter, your Brita filter will not remove... All right, it's a really expensive process to root because uh, it's so reactive. Did, and then the issue, it, the issue is is that, you know, we are the government, and we need to take no, back... No, government. if you're the government, then stop
1: this. That's an illusion.
5: Well, no,
8: the problem is we... No, no you're not the government. The problem is you course.
1: believe you're the government, and you're not. You live in well, a fantasy because world. We
2: because world. Lack corporate control of our Because
1: country. the corporations are always going to get control no, of the things no, they can no, benefit who's from. Who's
2: the biggest corporation of all, Amy? Who's the biggest corporation? Amy, who's the biggest corporation of all?
8: I do not
0: know the answer. The to this federal answer. government, no. right? The government maybe, is a corporation. Maybe, Amy, no, hold on, we, Slo- we, slow down for just a moment here. Let me, let me. Maybe I can help you with this. The federal government. Wayne is it. correct. <laughs> the federal. It's hard to understand because you know most people aren't taught this in government school. The because the government doesn't want you to know these things. The government is no, a corporation. It's, like, you it's, so,
8: no, it's, it's not a legal corporate. file
0: folder. It, that's, that's what the government is. It's just an idea. No, it's an the idea that gives people, the, uh, the, it gives people, in their minds, the right to or the ability to rule over others with the threat of violence. And then the no, government actually knowledge. uses itself to pass no. on its powers to these corporations. Corporations so are creations the of the government. Right,
8: but you see, it used to be when America was founded, you were allowed to vote corporations out of existence. But that doesn't happen anymore. And True.
0: You're so right. The, the original is, idea behind corporations were to be that they were to be created for things like building a road or something like that. And sorry, canals and and they it was, were and supposed and the to go away. Best
8: interest. But interest. Because the thing is, there's too many. Like we we, our anti-monopoly laws are pointless. Like in Comcast is like taking over like everything. It's just well, how, how are you going to have, have a
1: monopoly? Uh, the government is a monopoly. How are you going to have a no, monopoly enforce monop- anti-monopoly um, laws?
8: No, no, because the government is not a monopoly. What when it is done. We'll start,
1: can I start you know, my the own? Promises? Then like, like, wait, 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 wait. wait. If, hold on, hold things on. Things if it's not a monopoly, can I can I stop using this government and use my own? Well, actually, you
8: do have the right to declare yourself. Um, now, like, I what's the word? Sovereign. When you, you can declare. Yes, yeah, so, you can declare yourself sovereign. Now I know, you know that you're a
1: crackpot conspiracy theorist. No. Ju- do you think no. a judge no, is going to recognize smart. <laughs> you? So, if you think me. that the government's going to leave you alone because you said, I no longer have to have your driver's license, you're going to get a, a sore, sore yeah. bottom oh, from the beatings.
8: Yeah, I mean, but you can do it. I didn't say it's like easily doable. And you have to, it's not the thing I would choose to do. But I've talked to people who've chosen to do it And you can't just say, hey, I'm sovereign. There's a lot of things you have to go through and hoops you've got to fly through.
1: I've got to oh, I've gotta gotta ask the life. government. Wait, how can I be sovereign if I have to ask? Ask the government.
8: It's not asking the government. It's something that you do. I I haven't become sovereign. I can tell you a ton about fluoride and all the studies I've researched. Look, Amy, I have
0: done the sovereign. Okay, Amy, hold on a second here. I have done the sovereign thing. I have declared myself as sovereign, and the government doesn't care. Uh, They're not interested in that. They're interested in in taking my freedom away from me, in aggressing against myself and my friends, and acting as though they own me, like a slave master on a plantation. But
8: the the problem we have is that, if the corporations have control. Okay, we both agree the corporations have taken over Amy, control of this Amy, government. Yes, and and corporations the
0: corporations were in we also- charge from the very beginning, Amy, because the, the government is, is a corporation. Is- what that's is a corporation? That- Please define what a corporation is. Did you drop off the line? No, I'm here. Okay, okay. can you define what a corporation I'm here,
8: I'm is? Uh-oh. Uh oh. No, I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm just as lost. Uh oh. Was just. I it's a it fictional entity.
0: Wait a minute. Can you define what a corporation is?
8: I don't have a dictionary definition in you
0: front of You don't need me. a dictionary definition. Here's what it is. Cuz I actually have a corporation. So I have some experience with knowing what corporations are. I don't do anything with it. I just formed one and then I decided it was too much effort and I wasn't going to bother with it. But a corporation is is it's a it's a legal fiction. It's an idea. It's something right. that is created for the purpose of protecting big businessmen from liability for their actions. It essentially is a shield. It's a the corporate shield or veil. for for or veil, right. yeah. Are well, you are talking
8: about an LLC?
0: That's a one version of a corporation. Yeah, but, gen-
8: but that's the one that's the most shielded. I think I actually wound up in the HOV
0: land. Generally, um, I'm sorry to hear about that. Let's We'll let you go, but thanks for the call tonight. Drive safe out there. Um, she's on the, in the HOV. The, what is that? It's the little passenger lane thing where you have to have another passenger or they'll pull you over. Mm-hmm. At nine o'clock? At night? Some cities, I think it's all the time. Anyway, so corporations, and hopefully she'll listen to this live or later on. But corporations are created by the government. The government is a corporation. Go ahead. Look. Municipal corporations are what they are called. Mm -hmm. Incorporated. Look at your city. Incorporated. 1793. Yep. Incorporated, 1872, whatever year it was, those are when they formed their articles of incorporation, yep. forming the corporation of the city of Keene, of the city of New York, of you know whatever, whatever we're talking about here. And then those corporations, the big corporations, the government corporations, municipal and government corporations, right, grant other corporations, littler corporations, to c- people that want to run businesses but who don't want to be fully liable for their actions. Uh, they want to be shielded from that. That is the major benefit. To there's also privacy as well uh, that uh, corporations uh, that these veils the taxes veils too combine, right and there's tax issues as well so uh, essentially all of your complaints I understand them that they're they're I understand the concerns I get why and where you're coming from but the government is by and for the corporations it's not getting any better she's right corporations were a little different 100 plus years ago that much is but true. It's not getting better more right. coming up here hour three is next you take control free talk live This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231 as we launch here into the third hour of the program. 800-259-9231. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Wayne. And Mark. Uh, So we'll continue, of course, taking your phone calls about anything. Also, coming up, uh, some civil disobedience news. And If we get the chance, we'll tell you about the uh, church that is maybe going to be allowing... Gay pastors soon, which I think is pretty interesting. We'll share that with you here in a bit. Uh, 800-259-9231. Let's continue with your phone calls first, though, and talk to Brad, listening in Kansas. Brad, you're on Free Talk Live at the Ian Wayne and Mark. Brad in Kansas, going once. Hello? Hey, Brad, go ahead with your thoughts.
9: Hey, uh, how are
0: you guys doing tonight? It's great, Brad. Go ahead, sir.
9: Yeah, um, I've been listening to the fluoride debate and stuff. And I thought I might have something to add to you, add for you guys to okay. that might help everybody in general maybe understand it a little better.
0: I don't know if there's um, been much of a debate here necessarily. I, I think that everyone on this program agrees that the government shouldn't be providing water to people and certainly questionable oh, things could be done. Uh, I just wonder how dangerous the stuff really is. As Mark mm-hmm. pointed out, you know, he's been drinking it his whole life and uh, now he's in a place where it's not in the water by on purpose. I mean, in that it's naturally mm-hmm. in the water maybe. But I don't feel not.
1: invigorated. I don't feel like my mind is suddenly clear. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead with your thoughts.
9: Well, um, I guess some people might tease, Mark, that, well, that, that could be,
2: it, it could show right there, you know, he's had fluoride all his life. But. You still smoke cigars, too.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, actually, um, the, 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 now that you think about it, um, now that I think about it, I uh, went for the first 16 years or so getting well water, and then after that I had fluoride for maybe another, you know, 10 or 12 years in, in water because I lived in a city. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after that, I moved someplace that didn't have fluoride added to the water. So, yeah, maybe you know, I I, I just uh, I've, I've seen no differences in my life uh, as far as having it and not mm-hmm. having it.
9: Um, there's a there's a website that I came across a while ago that um, really was gave me a lot of background on the fluoride. I won't bother to quote stuff off it because it's easier for if people just look at themselves. But it's the uh, National Treasury Employees Union Chapter 280, which is actually the uh, EPA uh, Scientist Union that uh, the the scientists at the EPA National Headquarters actually belong to, and okay. they have uh, they have a wealth of information on their side about their different positions, uh, out, uh, the positions of the Scientist Union itself outside of what the EPA's official position is, and uh, it's it's uh, www.nteu.
0: Okay, and what are they saying?
9: Well, uh, they are very heavily against fluoride. Um, they say there's a lot of uh, health problems and effects, and that the, which this is not going to come as any surprise to you, but um, the EPA's official recommendations on safe and acceptable fluoride levels is actually heavily politically influenced.
1: You know, and, and this is the point that the uh, the last caller seemed to be uh, n- not quite getting. She seemed extraordinarily well, far more well informed on the ideas of uh, fluoride than we did. And, you know, not just the ideas, but the facts on fluoride and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But, you know, another person that believes that somehow you can put a centralized control apparatus, you know, whether it's a local or county or whatever government in place, and that that control apparatus isn't going to be seized by the people who are going to benefit from it the most and the people whose uh, souls are not so corrupted that they wouldn't mind doing so.
0: Right. So what do you propose? Uh, I mean, if if fluoride is so dangerous, what's your proposal?
9: Well, I mean, I think in a way, you know, people do exert a lot more control over their local governments than what they would over the national government.
0: Mm -hmm, That's true.
9: And considering it's not a national mandate that everything be fluoridated... Um, or at least no, no national laws about it, um, I would say it needs to be done on a city-by-city city basis. People that do educate themselves about it need to put the pressure on their elected officials in the local communities, and if they don't listen, replace them. You now, know, is, is fluoride elected?
0: fluoride, or is there a difference between the naturally occurring fluoride or versus the man-synthesized um, you know, fluoride? the man synthesized oh, there's
9: a fluid. big difference um the uh the the man-made fluoride that that is used in the in municipal water supplies mm-hmm. uh most of it is uh called hydrofluorosilicic acid and it is a byproduct of either uh if I remember exactly it's the phosphate industry okay uh which is used for fertilizers and i think there is there's you can also get a variation of it from the aluminum industry
1: so, but, um, how about my my issue here, which is, um, you know, I hear a lot of talk about fluoride. A lot of people, you know, do, doing the chicken mm-hmm, little dance, but mm-hmm. I have never experienced any difference. I've never heard of anybody experiencing mm-hmm. any real difference. Wayne says he can taste the difference, uh, but well, it's, it's a it's cumulative effect. And how um, long are we talking about?
9: I don't know. It depends on your dosage. I mean it. It's all dose dependent uh, as to how soon and, how, and what effects you have. So, how does it you know, accumulate? It Where does it accumulate as, in your body? Well, it could be as little as mottled teeth over time, um, but it does. Uh, like fluoride, fluoride can t- can also uh, collect in the thyroid in place of the iodine. Um, the but the bigger issue with the fluoride too, you know, not necessarily so much of the fluoride itself, but the stuff that comes with it when that hydrofluorosilicic acid is. Injected into the water supply because not only is that fluoride there, there's all it, there's also things like um, arsenic, uh, lead, just other contaminants. Well, there's you know, there's all that stuff is in water.
1: water. I mean, you know, all that all that right, stuff is, is, is in water it and it always has been. Now, how long have they been putting fluoride into water? How many mm.
9: decades? I I can't tell you exactly how long they've been doing it as a um, as a municipal thing. Well, I, I would guess it's been uh, many I, my decades, right? That's really picked up after World War II. What which, was this? How come people
1: are living longer if they're getting this cumulative play, poison?
9: That's how you play with the statistics. Um, if you actually take if if you take out back in the eighteen hundreds if you take out the people that didn't live or that that didn't live to age 10 like because the majority of people died early on in their childhood back then
5: mm-hmm.
9: then the then the actual uh i guess the the mean age or the life expectancy Actually increases. You know over that's not that,
1: that is not indicative of the tombstones I've seen at many at the many many old graveyards that I've looked at. Many people, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you'll see a lot of women who die in child rearing ages. They die with tiny mm-hmm. tombstones around them. Uh, these women gave birth over and over again. This stuff
0: killed them. Mm-hmm. Now, which was the, well, we I, I'm also, sorry. What was I mean,
9: the, we also didn't have we also didn't have what we know about sanitation and. Uh, no doubt, no doubt. So the suggestion here is that if I there weren't
0: fluoride out. in the water, then we'd be living even longer, then right? Is that the idea? I don't know about that.
9: I mean, I'm, I'm not going to speculate on that. I I do know that, you know, saying you need to drink fluoride to to uh, help your teeth is like saying uh, you need to drink sunscreen to avoid a sunburn. I
0: would agree with you that. Uh, what about brushing I think that your th- teeth with fluoride toothpaste? Do you not believe that that's effective?
9: I wouldn't do it because you end up swallowing
0: it. I think that uh, so, I think that brushing your I, teeth is an effective way to prevent uh, cavities. I don't you know, know, I that, you know, I think I agree that well, fluoride is other probably other very overrated. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I said I, I believe that fluoride is probably very overrated mm-hmm. as far as the idea around uh, teeth uh, pr- pr- protecting your teeth, especially with the concept of drinking it being some sort of effect on your teeth. That seems really well, ludicrous. But uh, let me ask you a question: What was the type of fluoride you said was in water? Is hydrofluorosilicic acid. I may not be pronouncing it exactly Hydra right. Hydrofluorosilicic acid? F- yeah. Hydrofluorosilicic acid. I I'm I'm
9: not sure I'm pronouncing it exactly right. And
0: where did you um, where did you hear about that?
9: Uh I can't tell you exactly. I've looked I mean I've looked at uh oh say uh, the Des Moines say uh, different cities' water reports. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've I've looked at the Des Moines uh Public Works Department, their water test results and everything, and they, and, and they explain what they inject for fluoride.
0: Hey, thanks for the call tonight, Brad. I appreciate hearing from you. At 800-259-9231, that is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. I agree with his solution. I think his solution is is reasonable. If you believe this is an important issue, that uh, working on a local level is the way to, uh, to go... If you believe
1: as- it's an important issue, you should be able to drill in your backyard and put in a well. And if well, you live true. in a municipality that prevents you from drilling a well, then you're dealing with a fascistic organization i mean this is the this is the solution to these kinds of problems i mean you know there's there are there are additional issues to uh, well drilling like hydrofracking and things like that that can uh that that, that have adverse effects but i you know <laughs> i i think that uh, the idea of people adding stuff to my water bothers me i admit that it bothers me but I I don't see any – it's difficult for me to see any evidence of of this doing anything.
0: Well, obviously, your personal experience is going to be whatever it is, and uh, others may have other experiences that are persuasive to them, and I don't really care about all of that. Uh, My point being, though, is if this is an issue, working on the local level would be the way to solve it. But as I pointed out before, I can solve this issue right now without having to beg the government by going down to Walmart, buying a water filter, although the other lady said that that doesn't work. So now we actually – Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free. Take control of these airwaves. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features there for free. So enjoy those on us features, including the webcam. Go watch and listen to the show. And chat with other listeners at the same time, if you'd like, as the chat room's built into the very same page. And it's all there for free at cam.freetalklive.com. That's cam.freetalklive.com.
1: Have you ever been the victim of an injustice and then decided to do nothing about it because attorneys are just too expensive? Jurisdictionary.com is a course for people who don't have attorneys. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules. Until you know how to use those rules, you're fighting in the dark. It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts. You could use jurisdictionary.com to sue your municipality about putting fluoride in the water. It costs less than an hour with any good attorney. And the four CD course is so easy the average eighth grader can learn it in a single weekend. Visit jurisdictionary.com and download the free tools they have there for you. The free legal flowchart, the free weekly tips and tactics newsletter. Use the free legal dictionary. Watch the free videos and then buy the course. Jurisdictionary.com. Remember to use Free Talk Live in the pull-down menu when you check out just to let them know where you heard it.
0: Jurisdictionary.com. Let's talk to Howard in Texas. Howard, you're on Free Talk Live listening on XM's America's Talk. Guys,
6: thanks for having me on.
0: Hey, Howard, it's our job. Go ahead. What's your, what's on your mind tonight?
6: Oh, Just a couple of things. You know, I really appreciate what y'all are doing, first and foremost. You know, our liberties are just so quickly eroding. I drive a truck over the road, and I get to see a lot of different states and course Dealing with the laws in each state being different, mm. and they the new there's some new laws here in Texas that are being implemented to where they can pull you over and do a warrantless blood draw on you, where they can just take your blood right there on the spot.
1: That has been going yep. on, and uh, you know other states have been trying that. And you know, being on a trucker, you might as well have a sign, a big sign on the side of the cab that says, uh, "Please pull me over." Uh, you know, I'm a piggy bank to be robbed.
6: Yeah, well, there's a lot of us out there, you know, that talk over the radio and the truck stops when we're parked. And they're pretty well getting fed up with it. You know, the movement's getting stronger, and people, are, they're, they're they're stressed. You know, tensions are high. Wasn't yeah. there a
0: protest of uh, professional drivers a few years back that uh, all, like, clogged up the streets in Washington, D.C., or did I just <laughs> fantasize that?
6: Oh, you that happened. yeah. they. Uh, you know, it's hard to get get that kind of solidarity for lack of a better word yeah in this country um, because it's our country is now so infiltrated and the diversity of immigrants that we have now you know there's just there's very little white-mindedness and um, there was well, a actually I don't, know, went, I don't
0: think immigrants have anything to do with it actually a lot of immigrants that I know have been very liberty oriented. These are people that want to oh, be no, left alone. I,
6: I agree totally. I, I got to say, you know, I, I have yet to meet a Cuban that doesn't love the American flag and the U.S. Constitution. They absolutely understand. And a lot of Russians also, um, but many drivers that are Russian that are here are saying they want to go home because mm. they can no longer tell the difference between this country.
1: And their homeland. I've heard, of, I've heard it, it from a lot of people from Eastern Europe. And, they'll, yeah. they'll say
0: things like, "You know, they they've seen it all before, and that's why they came here was to get away from that stuff. And now they're seeing it all all happen again. And that must be very disturbing.
6: It is disturbing, and, it, and it's it's hard to see the forest for the trees because if you you weren't raised in it, you don't know what it is when you see it.
0: Good thoughts it, tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Anything else you want to share?
6: Yeah, I'd just like to know, um, is there a website that we can go to that, you know, like if we were interested in moving to New Hampshire, is there a way to get with like-minded people, maybe find work there or, uh, you know, anything that would help?
0: Why, yes. Yes, there is. Uh, As a matter of fact, (laughs) you can go to freestateproject.org. You know, I realize that actually we're promoting the Porcupine Freedom Festival a lot, and that has resulted in not as many uh, mentions of the Free State Project's main URL. Uh, Just go to freestateproject.org. You can learn more about the Free State Project there. There are 101 reasons uh, to move to New Hampshire, which are very persuasive, very interesting. But the number one reason is to be around other people who are of a like mindset. And if you're not on the road uh, in the week of June 20th through the 26th, make a plan to get up to lancaster new hampshire for the porcupine freedom festival where you'll get to meet a lot of these uh, liberty-minded folks that are actually doing what it takes to achieve liberty in their lifetime rather than just talking about being free these are people that are willing to take the action necessary uh, to make a change
6: yeah i appreciate y'all i'd like to say while i got everybody's here please vote for ron paul and free the week
0: (laughs) Thank <laughs> Thanks so for the much. call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you, Howard, and uh, the rest. Oh, I'm so glad we've got uh, XM on board because there's got to be a huge professional driver listenership to, to, uh, to XM. And it's, it's a natural constituency for the, yeah. the ideas of liberty. A lot of them are liberty minded in the first place. And certainly when they start getting screwed hardcore by the state in their jobs, uh, just, just trying to make a living, that's really got to change a lot of their minds to the ideas of the liberty mindset it you know the, the the
1: truckers are what keep america moving and it's it's really it's it's just an additional tax essentially by they put these what they call commercial uh, units out there the police departments do which hmm. they're basically just attack dogs to get the uh, the the truckers uh, to go after the truckers i mean these these guys are some of the best people on the road as far as driving salt of the earth well i mean you know when you're when you're dealing with people on the the roads my experience is it's the people who aren't driving trucks which are dangerous. Drugs, trucks, trucks mm-hmm. are big dangerous things, and truckers know that, and they drive it, and they drive. It seems to me in a fashion that uh, you know is is very courteous of the other cars. They oh yeah, it's usually like the giants among uh you know it's, it's like walking in a chick uh, a, bar, a barnyard when you get chicks around.
0: Right, it's usually the jackball that uh, you know jerks right around in front of the truck that creates the dangerous mm-hmm. uh, situation, and then the trucker has to slam on their brakes, and of course momentum being what it is. Uh, those trucks don't exactly stop on dime. So, well, also truckers are kind of
2: like scouts for liberty too, because they see what's going on. They're going through multiple states many times, and they can see the police state encroaching maybe quicker than the average oh, person absolutely. can.
0: Absolutely, everything from uh, what have they got—the the way the, the way stations to the uh, checkpoints at the borders where they'll check your uh, cargo to make sure you're not bringing over something that is uh, prohibited by the state. There's an interesting video over at the 4409 YouTube channel recently. I don't know if either of you have seen this one, but uh, one of the it's 4409, who somebody was teamed up with Ernest Hancock for a while, I think, down in the Phoenix area at Freedom'sPhoenix.com and he's stopped at one of these agricultural checkpoints on the way back into California And this agricultural checkpoint Bureaucrat is basically telling him Yeah you need to let me into your RV or else You're going to have to turn around and you can't come into California And essentially the 4409 Guy basically just gives this guy a real Hard time and Just refuses just all out refuses To allow him onto The RV to check the fridge to look for Fruit or yeah, whatever they have, a, they have a Produce check in,
1: in California
0: And he just he stands his Ground and this bureaucrat goes and he gets like a book of... The bureaucrat invites him into the office to show him the law, and he's like, no, I'm not going in your office. I'm going to go on to my destination. And he, br- he brings out the police, and he brings out a big book of laws, and he like points to the laws to try to justify what he's doing. And the 4409 guy's just not having any of it. And eventually, just he just stays so long and refuses and refuses and refuses to turn around that eventually the guy just lets him go. <laughs> so,
1: Well, you know, I had uh, I went through California and had one of these... Uh, got stopped at the, uh, the produce checkpoint. And the... The lady asked me if I had any produce, and that we were, I wasn't allowed to bring any in. And I had some, I think nectarines I bought at a roadside stand someplace, and I don't know where. Um, and I showed her the bag of nectarines, and she's like, "Oh, you can keep those." Like she didn't, she, she <laughs> you know, just stopping people and letting cute guys
0: keep nectarines. I don't what the hell. One eight hundred. Joe cleavage Mark. I, I well, I probably didn't have a shirt on. It was summer. 800-259-9231. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. Talk Live, you can bring up anything, toll-free number 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there for free, and those features include the mobile site. If you've got a smartphone, you can just punch up m.freetalklive.com for quick access to the streams as well as the podcast. Go to m, as in mobile, as we continue taking your phone calls about what you want. Uh, let's talk to John, listening in Georgia, also listening on XM's America's Talk. Hello, John.
6: Sir. Sure. Hey,
0: what's on um, your mind tonight?
3: On
6: the, with the more, I'm sure there are many fine PSA agents, but the more aggressive ones, maybe if we started a campaign of getting in the communities where they work and they live, putting up flyers with a name and a picture and just a statement like, warning this individual has been observed committing acts considered by society to be sexual harassment, sexual molestation, <laughs> and or child molestation. That's
0: I'm an sure interesting idea.
2: I'm sure
6: more carefully than that, not making a direct Accusation. Yeah, I like that. Well, a
0: little bit of uh, a little bit of social ostracism for the TSA. Yeah, I'm and it for might be it. If you want to distance,
6: we'll distance themselves from these individuals a
1: little bit, I'm for it. I've heard I've heard conspiracy theories that each printer has its own kind of little little uh, magic number that it prints into no, everything. No, that's true.
0: If you've got a I think it's only laser printers, I'm not positive. There I don't
1: I don't know the answer and you wouldn't want to and paper does hold uh, fingerprints. So you
0: want right. you would but want if to not
6: buy your printer at a flea market or a phone shop might help with that.
0: Yeah, I agree. Well right, because they and still would have it. to right, exactly you'd have to have a registered it, printer in order for that to be a problem.
6: And I have a question. I am... Um, I live in Georgia, obviously, which is not a medical state. I am basically a caregiver to an individual with a spinal injury, a loved one with a spinal injury, and several other problems. Is there any kind of, I hate to say, underground network for people like us where I could find a mentor and someone to talk to? I mean, obviously, there's a lot of information on the net from Colorado and California, states like that, but if if there was some way I could reach out to someone locally to sit down over a cup of coffee and say, hey... You know, how do I do this? How do I do that? Are you
0: oh, wait? How do you do as far as like growing pot? Is that what you're asking about?
6: Yes, because uh, oh, it seems like it seems like trying to get it, and not even I don't won't touch the commercial side of it, but trying to acquire half the people either want to scam me the other half are nuts.
0: No doubt, no doubt. I mean, the black market is a is a dangerous place. Uh, you know, best case scenario, you'll actually find what you're looking for at a very expensive price, and worst case, you could end up in a cage or being ripped off in some way. So as far as maybe, and
6: we do want to grow, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking there has to be some kind of underground network of caregivers out there.
0: Uh, that's a good you know, it's a good question. Obviously, I'm not connected to it. Uh, those those folks, however, there are certainly internet forums where folks post all kinds right. of uh, tips and suggestions, and there are books. Uh, in fact, I think we've had we've had Ed Rosenthal on this. Uh, this oh yeah, show. I,
6: mean, I own a couple of those books. We've been doing our homework. We're okay. getting. So you're just looking for, pe- per- for personal
0: experience. You, you, yeah. Not-
6: someone, someone to sit down and talk with. Mm. It, 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 to me, I'm, I'm very much a kind of. I like. I don't do a lot of buying over the internet. I'd rather walk in a store and know who I'm dealing with. I'm not very much a face to face kind of person. Here, here's and- what I
0: would. Here's how I'd approach is, uh, Approach that. Uh, for instance, up here in New Hampshire, there were, was recently a protest out in front of the state house with approximately 250 people that were, you know, rallying for medical marijuana and all all forms of decriminalization. And I would imagine that if you kind of ran in those circles for a while, you would encounter the people that you're looking for. I don't think it's going to be an easy, hey, you know, knock on a front door and plug into something. It's probably going to be something to where you would have to start showing up at uh, whatever kind of organizations are working toward marijuana reform there in Georgia and get yourself trusted uh, by those those people in whatever way is appropriate. Um, uh,
6: to add a, an even more difficult angle than that, my career is long-haul driver, so...
0: No, you're not home My that much. Is, yeah, yeah. You're probably best off. You're, I mean, you're probably best off sticking with the internet, internet forums, and in uh, books yeah. and such, and just experimenting because it's just a weed. I mean, it's really hard yeah, to grow.
6: Well, and 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 again, aside from the morality of recreational use, how on earth can anybody have a problem with medicinal use? If you if you've <laughs> seen a loved one who's got like two herniated vertebrae, has had their their, their pelvic bone split like oh, a wisp bone, and the pills knock her out. You know, mm. your loved one is basically in a coma half the day. It's horrible. Or you can say, you know, baby, take a couple puffs of this in the morning, a couple puffs of this around supper. and They're good for today. Honestly. And they're interacting with you, and they're up and around, and they can function.
0: I've I- seen the video of this, and I've talked to medical users in, in person, and I've seen, like, I think it was a video where a lady had, oh, gosh, what was it? It was something just hor- horribly debilitating. And within two tokes, she had had amazingly visible changes in her level of uh, ability to accomplish tasks. Well, we're and do we're things. dealing
6: with spinal, spinal injury, fibromyalgia, bipolar. There's a whole pill box full of drugs that this one thing replaces.
0: Yeah, it's an amazing plant. There's no doubt about it. Um, as far as you know, what you're you're bringing up there, it's there's no easy answer. And it's, and your, to your question about why politicians can be so cold and so horrible towards, to deal with it. towards people.
6: Well, I understand why the prohibition of the, the pharmaceutical industry doesn't want you to grow something that... They could sell you twenty
0: dollars a bill or more. No, 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 there's no doubt about that. But that doesn't answer the question as to why a politician would ignore somebody in a wheelchair who's asking them, you know, an honest question about why it is that they won't allow them to get the help that they need legally. And it's just, it's just, it's so sad watching these politicians just literally walk away from these individuals. I remember during the 2008 campaign, I think it was Mitt Romney yep, or somebody yep, like that. That's who it was? Right. There was some guy that rolled up in a wheelchair and asked uh, Mitt Romney a question about medical marijuana. And literally, he, he totally blew him off. Just totally oh, blew him it. off. Hey, thanks, John, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. There was another video like that that I posted a while back over at freekeen.com from org, where the... Uh, the, the attorney genitals, one of their attorneys, comes in every time there's something to remove penalties for marijuana or have medical marijuana in the state house. She comes out every time and testifies against it. And this guy, uh, Garrett from On the Concord. Clock. That's right. She's getting paid. Uh, Garrett from Concord, uh, freeconcord.org, cornered this woman in an attempt to get her to answer some questions. And she just ignores him and just pretends like he's not there and just walks away. And it's just so cold. It's so, it's so horrible. I mean, I want to believe that bureaucrats are human beings and I know that most of them are and I believe that they all are. It's just that some of them are just so less human seeming than others. I mean, there's nothing, I I can't say anything nice about this woman. She ignores people who are crippled and their pleas for help. What kind of person are you if you're doing that? How so, can you call yourself a human being if you, that's what you're
2: doing? You, but if you're a politician, a lot of politicians get drug money uh, you know, in their campaigns indirectly. And there's a handful of people that profit greatly from these drugs being illegal because the profits are much higher. Well, if they were legal, they wouldn't be making this kind of money. They're making billions of dollars off of marijuana being illegal. Also, they're conspiracy
1: theorists. They believe that the people that want uh, medical marijuana have been so clever that they'll find people in wheelchairs Mm -hmm. or that healthy people will get into wheelchairs and they'll demand medical marijuana. They'll do these drug addicts will do anything to be able to get high. That's what their idea is. Sometimes it's sick. Well, come on, I mean if somebody wants to smoke pot, they're going to stay at home and smoke pot. They're not going to go out and get a wheelchair and beg some politician to be able to get medical marijuana. Well,
0: and then you get stories like this you know you're saying that they're looking down their nose at the drug addicts then you get stories like this one that I put po- that uh, that Brad Jardis posted over at FreeKeen.com about how apparently a two-time congressional candidate in New Hampshire and conservative activist named Jennifer Horn said she and her family will move to- uh, forward from the arrest of her 18 year- old son on marijuana and alcohol charges. Charges. So this politician Fire. had her son get arrested for uh, for marijuana. So the the whole idea. Of I these don't know the, how are- Jennifer
1: Horn specifically feels about medical marijuana. I mean, she's a pretty darned
0: liber- liberty oriented candidate of the conservative ilk. Uh, well, actually, the the story goes on here where the newspaper didn't ask uh, questions about marijuana of the prior candidate, but I did about three years ago when Ms. Horn was running for Congress. She held an event in Manchester and uh, was answering questions from uh, constituents. I told Ms. Horn that I was a police officer and I vehemently objected to the disastrous drug policy that the state and nation refuses to curtail. I made a few points about it and asked her her opinion on the matter. Sadly, I received a response typical of most politicians when asked about the drug war. I can tell you more in a moment here. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. If you didn't have time to get in tonight, uh, if you're on the line, we'll probably get you in here. But if you're not yet, you'll probably have to call tomorrow night. But that's okay. We do this uh, stuff six nights a week live. So you can join us any old time online, of course, if you'd like as well, uh, via podcast, etc. All of that stuff free over at freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy the program and want to help support Free Talk Live, go to promote.freetalklive.com. Somebody asked me today if I had any like flyers or cards or something like that uh, that I could give to someone to pass out. Out, and i do not but we do on the on the website uh because you know i we're a national show, and I live in Keene, New Hampshire, and so obviously you can't send not, that stuff out, right? It's yeah. not very effective to do that. It's more effective for you to just take what looks good to you, like the flyers that our listeners designed that we put up over at promote.freetalklive.com, or the card uh, that one of our, uh, I think our graphics guys uh, put together over at. Uh, and, and by the way, the graphics are also there too, so you can make your own original graphics with our graphics. So we've got very large graphics, uh, vector quality uh, graphics, so you can actually make full backgrounds and stuff like a that poster if you want yeah you, you could um so you can do all that stuff and it's all over at promote.freetalklive.com and that'll help get free talk live into more ears around the world once again promote.freetalklive.com also you
1: can send uh, get a bumper sticker by sending uh that's right a, a self-addressed stamped envelope to us
0: yep instructions are there promote.freetalklive.com as we continue here with your calls and we go to uh let's talk to bob listening in indy to wxnt hello bob bob and indy You're on Free Talk Live. Is he gone? He apparently may be gone. Let's instead try Benjamin calling from California. Benjamin, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Benjamin?
10: Well, um, I just wanted to uh, give a little update about uh, the arrest of myself and my brother in our uh, coming court case.
0: Yeah, you were uh, arrested for having a sign on an overpass and the police arrested you for wearing masks. And having a sign attached to uh, city property, basically
10: yeah um so uh, we've been able to retain a lawyer because uh, we don't intend on taking any plea deal, and we plan on making this as uh, uh, painful uh, for for them to prosecute us as possible. isn't
0: it painful to have to pay for a lawyer? Is this guy doing it pro oh, bono or it, what?
10: It, no it's it's painful for us, but we intend to uh, do as much damage back to them as possible mm. um, with our resources. Um, uh, but you know it, it,
0: what do you expect have to have to happen? I mean, we just actually had John Kurtz on last night who's facing six years in prison for recording the police in Florida, he'll be going to trial on Monday for that and he's already shelled out ten grand for the attorney and like the best case scenario in his case is that the cop might get somehow punished, uh, what are you expecting to be the best case?
10: Well right now uh, most everyone who we've talked to uh, seems to think that once we actually go to our first uh, court date that uh, the charges will be dropped and they won't actually proceed with anything. Sure hope but, so. Uh, and that's what we're hoping for, and that's what our lawyer thinks is going to happen. He doesn't think that they uh, want to do that.
0: How much of your retainer will you get back if they drop the charges?
10: Um, you know, I don't know. It depends on how much time he ends up putting in mm-hmm. uh, for us. Gotcha. Um, but, you know. Uh, how much, by the way, so far a the lawyer? Um, well, we've just given him our $3,000 retainer. Okay. Um, so Could be worse. Uh, yeah, and he, he really reduced his rates a lot because uh, his initial retainer, for, because he's taken on both of us, uh, because he doesn't think uh, it, it'll be that much for us. Gotcha. Um, but we did, and, and I know this has come up uh, from callers from California, uh, the idea of filming inside the courtroom. Um, we I don't like asking permission, mm-hmm. but uh, since this is something new for us, we went ahead and filled out their little permission forms and have submitted them. Um, they haven't gotten back to us yet. But uh, hopefully, uh, we'll have several people in that courtroom, and all of them will be filming, um, or at least that's our intention.
0: Very cool. Um, That'd be fantastic. But some good
10: stuff. Some good stuff has come out of this. Uh, we've gotten some media attention, yeah. uh, including I. I was able to go on a local radio show and spent most of it talking about the Free State Project. Yeah, I saw. I actually um, saw that. I, I heard
0: some of that. You posted it over at your YouTube channel, which is YouTube slash YouTube dot com slash Good Men Do Something.
10: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So what and else is so, going on? When's your first court appearance?
10: Uh, it's going to be Tuesday the 24th at 9 a.m. Okay. Um, we have probably about a dozen people who have said they're going. Hopefully uh, a few more actually get – because yeah, I have a few friends who aren't on Facebook, and they said they're going to come. So I'm hoping that we have about a dozen people there, which uh, to me is fantastic. And, now, you know, I really want to thank the Liberty community. When When we first got arrested, I was just so surprised at how many people – Really, you know, spread that video around and, and 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 got eyeballs on it, and I was really happy. You guys on uh, Freekeen posting it there, and CopBlock posting it on their site. That, that hey, man, was really, if you got a good
0: video, you can. One thing you can count on is that people are gonna watch it. Uh, as far as the, the you know the Liberty community and beyond is concerned uh clearly these guys will do whatever it takes the people in the liberty community will do what it takes from far away to try to assist in whatever way they can from what i've seen uh, it's just it's, it's difficult to do these things when when you're pretty much going it alone i mean you've got your brother and you've got some friends to support you uh but i, I know that you guys are you guys are both free state project uh, participants correct
10: Ab- absolutely and we intend right. to be early movers on top of that
0: fantastic well looking forward to uh hearing more and I hope to hear good news and keep us in the loop will you
10: Absolutely. I'll thanks. let you guys know after our court date.
0: Thanks, Benjamin. Appreciate hearing from you. And I think they've got a Facebook page, Good Men Do Something. You want to look for that, you probably find them that way. Uh, to keep in the loop, as we continue with your phone calls, Paul in Charleston, listening to WVTS in West Virginia. Hello, Paul. Paul? Hey,
11: thanks for taking my call. This yeah, I'm
0: is, here. Go ahead with your thoughts.
11: Yeah, I, um, I chimed in on your um, third hour. I, I'm not privileged enough out here in Charleston to get the whole show, but fluoride, and I want to refer back to the dictionary. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been an anti-fluoride person most of my life, uh, mainly because of my upbringing. My uncle is a nuclear physicist. And I just want to read a couple definitions in the dictionary about fluoride. Go ahead. Uh, the first one is fluoride, a binary compound of fluorine with another element. So then I look at fluorine. A pale, yellow, highly corrosive, poisonous, gaseous, halogen element, the most electric negative, and the most reactive of all the elements used in a wide variety of industrial important compounds. Now, Europe does not allow fluoride in our water. And fluoride in the United States, and you had an earlier caller on today, tonight, a It's a waste product, and if our government was to harness fluorine, fluoride from water, that cost would be extremely expensive. So this comes from an industrial waste product. Well, hold on. Just
1: You keep on mentioning that it's a waste product, and I'd like to point out that that in and of itself is a meaningless statement. Plastic uh, was is created from a waste product of petroleum, uh, you know, distribution, uh, uh, manufacture, and it has become an important part of our lives. So the very fact that it's a waste product really is uh, – it, it doesn't matter. Well, I guess the
11: greatest thing – I guess the most important thing about that is we don't
0: really eat plastic.
1: <laughs> you don't eat plastic. I'm just pointing out
0: that it's a uh, that the fact that it is a waste product doesn't mean uh, you know it's also I, naturally occurring in different forms as well. Look, I get you, man. I it's I I happen to share you know the the concern the idea of government putting things in the water that wouldn't otherwise be there. I, I share that concern. I'm just glad that I can buy a filter that handles that uh, that problem without having to go and beg politicians in order to to try to solve it for me. I just wish I could have a filter like a fifty dollar filter that would filter the police out from my life and like stop them from aggressing against me and my friends. because uh, I, I think that that's a bit, a bit more of an important issue, and I thank you for the call tonight. Short on time, let's talk uh, to I think we've got Chris listening in Indy. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live. Right on. Hey, Chris, what's on your mind tonight?
6: Hey, uh, I was calling to advocate some violence and... Um,
1: well, that's I, not going to work.
6: I, well, I believe I heard Mark accuse Ian the other night of Saying that, like, Saddam Hussein, if he were assassinated, it would have been a good thing.
1: Saddam Hussein, but, if he were assassinated?
6: Who said that? Like, like, before the war. Who was uh, it that said that?
1: I don't think so.
0: I mean...
6: Uh, well, I could have I misheard that. I mean... Are you are you saying you that Mark had said
0: that killing Saddam was a good thing? I'm sorry, I missed that point.
6: Well, I guess it's that just if someone were to assassinate Saddam Hussein before the war, then... You could say that the war really might not have happened, and I suppose know, there's an argument
1: out. to be made there. You know, I mean, are you talking about maybe his own people uh, that uh, if a bounty was put on his head or something, a letter of letter of mark or repri- and reprisal? You did mention that the other night.
6: Well, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it could be anybody, really. Okay, and like guys like uh, Kim Jong Il and I don't know Hitler. And, I mean, all, all these um, all these guys that basically start, like, large conflicts, Mm. you know what I mean, and just to have assassinated them before the conflict happened and yeah, you yeah. know what,
0: I see where you're coming from, and here's the, here's the point I would make regarding that. I would not advocate violence as a solution to a problem. However, in the absence of the state, in the absence of this monopoly on, upon violence, what you would have is you would no longer have the gentleman's agreement between the people that run the states. So there's a certain agreement between the so-called leaders of these so-called nations where basically they all agree that, hey, we're going to let the little people do the fighting for us. So if we have a little uh, you know, a spat between each other, we'll just have all our you know, poor people uh, that we have in our army Fight one another, and uh, we'll be safe. We won't touch each other. We'll be all right throughout the whole conflict. In the absence of the state, the private protection agencies would be able to put uh, bounties on the heads of the prime aggressors, of those leaders. Anyway, we're out of time for tonight. See you tomorrow.
3: You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty. your life's goal but something seems to be missing stickers from libertystickers.com exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers that's libertystickers.com but wait